Here we go. <laughs> All right. Bears State of Affairs, off-season week 22, stadium battle. What's happening, Barflies? Well, the dust hasn't even settled on the Arlington Park demolition, and the Bears are already sleeping around, metaphorically speaking, of course. Yeah, shortly after the Bears closed on the Arlington Heights property and former horse racing park, friction began with the Arlington Heights Village Council. This led to Naperville's Mayor Scott Worley approaching the Bears about developing a stadium. Yeah, Tucci's hometown, and not only that, but as recently as yesterday, far north suburban Waukegan's Mayor Ann Taylor has thrown her town's hat into the ring in hopes of partnering up with the Bears on a new stadium deal. It appears that intrepid towns outside of Chicago want to be a part of the Bears and the excitement of the NFL. But Bears fans have to wonder, what is the Arlington Heights Village Council thinking? With plenty of tax revenue to be made, are they willing to pass up having a world-class stadium in their town? Apparently, yes. The main sticking point has been the village's reluctance to have any of the stadium financed by the residents and taxpayers. And you really can't blame them either. There will likely need to be improvements in local infrastructure, if not now, then at the very least, over time, as problems with roads and transportation begin to surface. While both Naperville and Waukegan have plenty to offer, Waukegan seems to make a bit more sense. It's conveniently close to Hallis Hall, and many Bears players live in the north suburbs. As well, the city of Waukegan says that they have lakefront property available, which would provide a great backdrop to the Bears' new stadium. Waukegan also has Interstate 94 and Highway 41 nearby, and they also have their own metro stop. And if that weren't enough, the city is home to a national airport. Mayor Taylor also mentioned in her letter that to the Bears that Waukegan was previously home to the Bears' winter training facility in the early 90s. While the Bears' new stadium is years away from being built, the Bears never seem to be void of off-season drama. And all of this is likely a shrewd business tactic of Kevin warning the Bears to try and leverage the best deal out of Arlington Heights. It makes sense. After years of seeing most of the revenue from tickets and food and beverage scales go to the Chicago Park District, Bottom line, it's clear that the Bears want to be free of their deal with the city of Chicago, free from the NFL's smallest stadium, and into a stadium complex that they own free and clear like so many other NFL franchises. In other news, the Bears started mandatory minicamp today. Voluntary OTAs ended last week, and of course, the spotlight is firmly fixed on QB1, Justin Fields. Will he take that next step? Will he bust out? Believe it or not, after last season's breakout performance, some moronic Bears fans still point to Fields' last season record of 3-14. and 14. Guys, is Justin Fields supposed to win every game by himself? Did you forget this is a team sport? Look, it's highly possible that Jeff One makes the Pro Bowl this season. After all, last year's Pro Bowl NFC quarterbacks were Jalen Hurts, well-deserved, and Kirk Gibson and Geno Smith. Hey, Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers are both gone from the NFC. I'm sitting here thinking Fields is a lock to make the Pro Bowl and looking for the sports book that has the best odds. Lock it in. All right, this season, Fields has some legitimate weapons to make his case for the Pro Bowl. The connection between DJ Moore and Fields in OTAs has generated a ton of excitement. Don't forget, he also has Darnell Mooney and Chase Claypool. Mooney is coming back from a serious injury, though, and Claypool is currently battling soft tissue injuries and is currently sidelined. Never fear, though, fourth-round rookie Tyler Scott is here, and he has been turning heads. 
Here's what Bears wide receiver coach Tyke Tolbert said about Tyler Scott. His speed shows up. His suddenness shows up. And his moves and run after the catch show up. He can catch a ball, make a guy miss, turn around, get going really fast, like 0 to 60. Obviously, he has deep speed. And his knowledge, he doesn't make the same mistake twice. I know Dan Aguirre's getting fired up after hearing that. This is very good news. Now, if we could only bolster that pass rush. Yeah, Ryan Poles has yet to make a move in the pass rush department. And Bears fans are certainly feeling like an acquisition is coming any day now. Could it be Yannick Ngakwe? Perhaps the Bears want to take a look at Takaris McKinley. The defensive end, a former first-round draft pick, was recently released by the Dallas Cowboys in a surprising move. Remember, last offseason, Poles signed another former first-round pick in Alex Leatherwood. Or will Poles stay put with free agent signings Demarcus Walker and Rasheem Green? And holdovers, Travis Gibson and Dominique Robinson. All these questions and more are building as a team marches towards July training camp. And that is Bears State of Affairs. And I got Dan Aguirre here. And I got I got special guest tonight, man. Let's go, Danny. Oh, I'm here. I thought you were going to the intro. So I, I was gonna yeah. Am I supposed to? I, I should do that. <laughs> I'll stay in the on-deck circle. Here we go, Danny. Honestly, we just see you two. <laughs> or not. I don't know why it's not playing. Put the children to bed. It's time for Dan and Aldo to bear their souls. I love the Chicago Bears more than I do masturbating, and that is a lot. Then, with three seconds left, Bob Avellini throws a 30-something yard touchdown pass to Greg Latta, and the Bears win, and I literally shit my pants. I swear to God, I literally did. <laughs> Eric Kramer, for me, I love the guy. He's a tragic figure. I mean, he embodies all that is. If they don't run the ball here, I'm going to vomit. I swear to God. Look, I don't mean any disrespect. He just didn't play that well. Not for a guy of his caliber. You know, they won, but I'm, I'm going to be miserable all week because they stunk. I don't, I don't really have any recollection of that at all, but I guess perhaps I blacked it all out. So, Dan... Tape is the ultimate tool for scouts and for coaches to evaluate players, to detect plays and so forth. And they spend hours looking at tape, right? Why do they so often get shit wrong? I love the efficiency of bourbon. Ladies and gentlemen, Dan and Aldo. Well, there's no Aldo. We're putting the band back together. <laughs> we 
got the band back together, Danny. What's up? I've got a quote to, to lead you all off. Is Does everyone want a hard-on? Would you like an erection? Would you yeah. want to be sexually excited by a quote? Because I've got one for you. I just turned 55, so yes. Lay it on me. Happy belated birthday. We shouted you out last week on air. Uh, Bears. Yeah, buddy. The Bears' Justin Jones. Now, again. I was just reading this. Justin Jones is a guy I'm like, this guy's a bum. Why don't we cut him? I should buy his jersey now. <laughs> quote, Justin Jones about the Green Bay Packers. Their fans are really shitty. I wanted to go back up there. I wanted to play them, and I wanted to beat them, and I wanted Aaron Rodgers to be there so he could see it. The fact he's gone, I mean, it's cool, I guess. It's better for him not to be there, end quote. How about that? I like it, man. I'm not really it. buying his jersey, but I'm glad that he hates Green Bay. Let's go <laughs> get an opening day, for fuck's sake. God, it's I'm so right. strange, Danny, that you would – Mentioned jerseys because I had this like loaded up here. I wanted to ask you, look at this. The top 10 highest selling jerseys of all time. Look at number seven. Look at number four. Yeah, four is it's crazy. Four, what the hell? Zach Prescott has outsold Walter Payton. I know. How, how many Tim guys Tebow? Tebow is Tim, Tim Tebow, Tebow sold more jerseys than who Gronk? has a Tebow jersey? My goodness. God. Is uh, it the uh, Tim Tebow Denver jersey, or is it his like New York Jets jersey? It's got to be the Denver jersey. He won a playoff game in Denver. No, I, I know us. Dan does, but who else has a Walter Payton jersey? I do. So just uh, Aaron, I don't have really any jerseys, but I wish I did. But uh, maybe I, I should get a, a jersey. Uh, I should around. get like a Lance I've got a Mac jersey, jersey for my Right. Yeah, sure. I mean, we can get you a Toots jersey. <laughs> Can't drive 55, Joe. Well, hey, in case you didn't know, the guy in the upper right corner is my radio son, Joe Mandel. He is the star and host of South Burbs Hitman, where you can hear all the White Sox talk that you want to hear. You can get your fill. That's right. Every Monday night here on the bar. Every Monday Network. night. I saw you and Vinny on the last, uh, last night on Twitter. When I, listened, I, I was listening for a little while. Of you and Vinny, but unfortunately, I got the Dodgers tonight, Joey. Uh, I don't blame you. I think you can probably take them in the next three. <laughs> Before we get, uh, I'm super excited to have my radio son here, of course, Aaron, and to be back with Dan Aguirre after uh, uh, my, my birthday uh, last weekend, taking the night off. Although gave me the night off, the barkeeper. But I am. I'm, I told you uh, in text, Joe, how excited I was to get your opinion on the Bears, because I don't think I've talked Bears with you in like a year. So the first I, uh, yeah, man. First thoughts about the upcoming season. You know, I, I, I've I seen some comments in the chat about the wide receiver room, and I think that's the one thing I'm most excited about right now is we have some serious weapons and we have some folks to block for the offense. I'm excited to see what this room can do. I mean, DJ Moore is an elite talent. He looks like he's got a chip on his shoulder. And the the Fields DJ Moore connection is got me pretty fired up for this Bears season. I mean, do I think that this team is going to win 14 games? No. I, I I think, you know, I think we're looking at best case scenario and this is probably crazy on my part, but 10 11 games best case scenario. Yep. Okay. Worst, worst. I'm, I'm with you, Joe. I thought you were yep. about to say five, six. I was going to say no. Okay. I'm okay <laughs> with you, though. 
Yeah, you That's know, awesome. I'm saying best case scenario. Worst case scenario, I'm going where Dan just was, but I, <laughs> you know, I'd, I'd be happy to see you know, ten or eleven, and that offense is is improving. We we have some O line help, and most of all, Justin Fields in development mode and full on becoming a superstar in this league. And when I say development mode, I don't mean like developing and becoming you know a decent quarterback. I mean developing into a superstar is what I mean. Danny, Heidi Zimmerman in the chat room tonight. Heidi. I love me some Heidi. Heidi's supposed to come in potentially uh, for the barroom event the day before the Raiders game. So I'm putting you on notice, Joe. Are you going to be there this year? In Vegas? No, no. In Chicago, the day before the Raiders game, which is at Soldier Field. Aldo's going to have a get-together like last year and bring all the barroom people, personalities together. Okay, let me put this booze. on my calendar. What day is this? October 21st. I, I will drive out for that, Danny. It's going on. Aaron, I, too, I, want, I would love it if you were there, but you said you were not going to the game now. Yeah, no, I'm not going to make it. I can't make it out there. I How will drive out and pick up Tormund and bring him to Chicago. <laughs> you got to come back this way. Probably not going to happen, <laughs> but yeah. I will drive the opposite way for two there you hours. Go. And then go back that way. And right? then go back. <laughs> it's on my calendar now, Dan. I'll, I'll, I'm, now I have plenty of, plenty of advance notice, so I should be there this time. Yeah, you're, you're, you live in Michigan now, right? I do. I do. So how St. far Joe's of a drive is that for you? I love St. Joe's. Oh, it's about an hour and a half. Oh, that's an hour not and a half, bad. an hour and 45. Yeah. I'm just over the Michigan border. Okay. I love St. Joe's, uh, Joe. I was there. Uh, I did a whole tour of the of the glove with, with my kids and wife. We drove up, uh, you know, around. Went back when I lived in Illinois. We drove up around the glove, you know, Saugatuck. Saugatuck, yeah. Yeah, up to uh, uh, Traverse City, Petoskey, Charlevoix, you know, uh, and uh, back back down again and back around. But had, had, Petoskey, nice. Nice beach up there. You get the Petoskey stones and everything. Got to get some Silver Beach pizza, too. That's what it's all yeah. about. Yeah, I went to Saugatuck Brewing. I think I, I raised, a, raised a beer to you there. There you go, man. Yeah, I'm uh... – Old co-worker of ours, Sean, I'm sure you remember Sean. We're, yeah. we're meeting up in July. We're going to Journeyman Distillery in uh, Three mm. Oaks. Very nice. Very nice. Uh, Joe, could we get you on record for your best guess? Oh, Vegas over under seven and a half victories for the Bears. Over or under? Over. All right. Nice. like to hear. I, Danny and I said last uh, last time I was on, there's like, a, there's like 11 wins out there, Danny, for the Bears. I don't want to be. That's my number. Yeah, I don't want to like stick my chest out and pound on it and say we're going to win 11 games this year, especially when you come from last season when we lost the most ever consecutive games in the history of the franchise. But maybe that was like you know, we had to we have to lose before you can win kind of thing. Like sure. we got the training wheels off now. It's time to win some games for the love well, of God. Let's it got us DJ Moore and a bunch of other stuff, so it didn't mean it wasn't painful going through it. It was painful. It was definitely painful. I'll give you that, Dan. I, I got dumped in, in Chicago after the Dolphins game, and we haven't won a game since. Like It's like I blame Jenny. <laughs> you whore! No, I'm just kidding. But, uh, <laughs> she broke up. We haven't won a game. I tell people that. I'm like, no, I don't mean I'm not exaggerating. Like we, We've only won a couple or we lost a lot. We've lost every game since the Miami win. Every game. And actually the week before that in Dallas. So 
but haven't won a game since I got dumped. Well, I mean, uh, Danny, uh, that's going to change soon, Dan. It's going to change. Hopefully, opening day. The 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 Rogersless Packers. I don't care who's playing. <laughs> if the Green Bay uniform is there. I don't care if it's Bart Starr, Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers, or Jordan Love. I'm going to respect all of them and be afraid of them. But I just want to win somehow, and I don't want to get anybody hurt in the process. Like, oh, you won opening day, but Justin broke his leg. No, I don't want that. But I want the Bears to win and and get the regime going the right way. I love it. All right. Uh, Danny, your thoughts on the Bears' uh, positions and any battles going on as we head into mandatory minicamp? I saw today that Lucas Patrick was getting some snaps at center. That makes me happy. I am a huge detractor of Cody Whitehair. Uh, as much as I, I like him, we drafted him, what, the second round eons ago now, like 2016 or something like that. I've rooted for him. If he's there, I'm going to continue to root for him. But he's always been a part of bad offensive lines, and that's when he's at guard. And he's been particularly bad at center. And I don't care if he was a Pro Bowl alternate one year. 12 people had to miss for him to make the Pro Bowl <laughs> and decide not to play. Mitch made the Pro Bowl that year, too. You're going to tell me Trubisky's a, a fucking Pro Bowl quarterback other than Mike North? Nobody's going to say that. And I love Mike North. I'm just saying. Uh, I don't want Whitehair being the center. So I don't know what we have in Lucas Patrick because he was hurt from the jump last year. The first practice in July, he got hurt. but. Yeah, on paper, I will take him over Cody Whitehair. So I'm glad to see him getting some some reps. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Tooch, we got a, a, a departure in the division as well. I don't know if we want to talk about this later on or not. Another Absolutely. departure. Uh, the, the Vikings released Dalvin Cook. Yeah. Uh, top destinations for Dalvin Cook, Joe? Uh, Miami. New England, New England let go of James Robinson. I don't know if you saw that. I think they're making room for Delvin Cook, if I'm being honest. Mm -hmm. uh, let's see. The Texans are always a plan. Maybe not the Texans. He's – was he? No. What about the Jets? The, the Jets, the Buccaneers. Jets yeah, so, so for me, it's uh, Miami, the Jets. Who else did I just say? Uh, Patriots. Patriots. This dude's my... always hurt, man. I don't want to talk any shit and he'd go somewhere and then run for 300 yeah. on us, but he's always hurt. Yeah, yep. he's got potential, but he's always hurt. I would let her ha rather have Fournette from Tampa Bay. Of course, the Bears aren't going to sign him anyway, but for, for, yeah, uh, Fournette's... Then, then I would cook. I think Fournette's more likely to go to the Jets because the Jets are in a place to win now and it's going to cost a lot of money for Dalvin Cook. Leonard Fournette yeah. is not going to cost a crazy Fournette, amount compared to Fournette's him. a free agent. Yes, I did not know that. Aaron, thoughts on where uh, uh, Aaron Rodgers would you like to see him go any place but the NFC North? I assume you mean Dalvin Cook or Dalvin Cook? What did I say? Um, Aaron, Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> um, honestly, the Raiders. Now. Yeah. I was reading some, I was actually, it's funny because I was reading some earlier. I pulled it back up now. Um, just some line of thought that they think Josh Jacobs is going to get into a contract battle with. Las Vegas, and whether, if they don't sign him, there's there's rumors that they be me looking at uh, Dalvin Cook, maybe looking at the Raiders, vice versa. I could see that. See, for for me, it'd be a, a 
if we went to the Jets to be a hedge uh, on Brees Hall's injury. Uh, yeah, recovering from the ACL, right? Right. And uh, after that, they don't really have much after after Brees Hall. I forget the other kid's name that was uh, that's the, there. The uh, Vegas favorite to currently is, is indeed the Jets to land Devlin Cook. That would make the most sense. So Aaron Rodgers can, uh, you know, like like Dan said, like not he's not handed off to exactly a reliable guy. I don't think he's played a full but, season. Uh, Tooch, people are also forgetting as well. Dalvin Cook going on trial this August for his uh, alleged beating of his ex girlfriend. Uh, easily, mm-hmm. easily could be suspended three to. Full, a full season. I don't think it'll be a full season at this point, but I think you're looking at least three to four games. See, What's up with the that. Minnesota Vikings running backs, man? If it's remember, AP was a child abuser. The Minnesota running backs love to beat people, whether it's women <laughs> or kids. <laughs> Jesus, right. they're going to bring out a story and say Chuck Foreman used to beat people next. Right. Right? <laughs> uh, I yeah, I don't Chuck know, man. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Chuck's a legend. Chuck is above that. So the other two, not so much. Allegedly. That's right. Danny, Allegedly. your thoughts on where uh where uh you thought think uh Dallas Cook will end up? It, it may be the Jets because it's gonna be like trying to get like the way LeBron was with the Heat. Let's get all my friends over here and help. And it's it does look, I don't want to talk any shit. And then Rogers won the championship. But if he did win a title, at least it would be away from Green Bay. So that would be okay. And I don't have any historical malice toward the Jets. So if I'm rooting against them because of him, but I don't think they're going to win. Like, he, who's he going to blame when they lose? This honeymoon's going to end. We know who he is. Mm-hmm. He's a guy that the way everyone said Cutler was mercurial and he pouted and kept to himself. Rodgers does that times 50. It never gets blamed for it. None of his teammates usually like him other than Randall Cobb. That's because they've blown each other. I mean, <laughs> I'm just saying, I wouldn't, I think Rodgers and the Jets will be like eight and nine, not make the playoffs, and he'll blame everybody else on the team but himself. Man, Dan, I I, I hope you're right, but I, I think I disagree with you. I think this Jets team is uh, is going to be really good. I, I hate saying it, but the defense is great. He's got some of the best wide receivers he's had, and they just have, especially if they add a Delvin Cook or even a Leonard Fournette, uh, you're looking at a really, really dangerous team. Yeah. Uh, Danny, I want to get your thoughts. Uh, last night, the Denver Nuggets won the NBA uh, Finals. Uh, your yeah, thoughts it on – It's good to see a, a new team, even though when Milwaukee won a few years ago, it, they kind of felt like a new team because they hadn't won since Jabbar was there uh, when he was Lou Alcindor for fuck's sake. By the way, sub-reference to April, or not April, August 6th, winning time, season two on HBO. Yes. Did so, uh, J- it, Josie winning time? I did not see winning time. Ooh. Aaron you winning time. Up on it. Nah, no, oh that's something I'd watch. So good. Oh, man. Man. I'm, uh, I'm a Righteous Gemstones fan, and that comes back next week. The uh, uh, winning time is the story of the Lakers, uh, albeit uh, not exactly uh, yeah, well, slightly biographical or historically. Slightly fictionalized, yeah. Slightly Which fictionalized. Perlman has been on our show, and he stands by his work. So uh, let's just say that. Um, but to answer your question, it was good to see a team that hadn't won ever in the Nuggets. Yeah, Miami, yeah. again, if you were going to say 
if the Heat were going to win it to come from the eighth seed and former you know Chicago Bull Butler there, that would have been cool. But they've you know they they won a championship with Shaq and Wade. They won another one LeBron. So you know they they've already had their time. It was good to see a, the Nuggets team who's never won anything. I mean, it feels like they hadn't been significant in the playoffs since like Alex English was their star. I mean, I guess they yeah. had a little run there with uh, Anthony and, and AI, but mm-hmm. anyway, big ups yeah. to the Denver Nuggets for winning the championship. I'm, I'm with you, Dan. I love seeing a team that hasn't won it. And we're going to see another team win another championship tonight. The Golden Knights in Las Vegas yeah. are going to win their first Stanley Cup. They're up six yeah. to one in the start of the third period. So yeah. I could not be happier because one, I had the over. And two, I had the first period over. But one hit both uh, both of my plays for clients tonight. Uh, and then, uh, uh, how how great was? It? I mean, if you watch Nikola Jokic, he doesn't look like a guy that uh, he's is hilarious, an athlete. man. I mean, he just no. I mean, <laughs> he uh, he looks like he, a construction worker. You know, he does. Did you see his post game interview yesterday? I did not. They they he's like. So everyone's like, are you excited for the parade? He's like, when's the parade? He turns and he goes and whoever's next to him, his handler's like, oh, it's Thursday. He's like, no, I have to go home. And the guy's like, the guy's like, no, you go home Friday. He goes, Ugh. I don't see uh, how many. I swear to God, I'm not making this up. I swear to God, this happened. That's funny. I haven't seen that many triple doubles in a long time, Dan Aguirre. I didn't watch any game of the series, so neither have I for that matter. Nikola Jokic, I don't know how many times he had a tri- – he was almost guaranteed a triple-double every night. Yeah. There's only 10 other guys that had won two MVPs and had the triple-doubles that, that Jokic has had, and it's yep. – the list is – it's everyone that you would ever imagine is on that list. That's a MVP, like – Will, Will Chamberlain. Chamberlain, Jordan, Steph Curry, LeBron James. Yeah. Uh, man, I remember <laughs> – I forget the list, but a lot of good names. <laughs> this game would be ugly. ugly as hell, but man, it's an effortless ugly. <laughs> uh, I love uh, watching Jokic play, man. <laughs> There's something uh, every man about it, you know. Yeah, his he's just like not impressed with himself, and it's it's incredibly entertaining. <laughs> well, I, I want to talk a little bit about the main subject of Bears State of Affairs, and that is Stadium Wars. Aaron, have uh, you following the stadium uh, battles between the towns uh, outside of uh, Chicago? Yeah, so I don't, and I don't remember how many times. So, isn't it that once Chicago, once the Bears closed on the land, didn't they do a tax eval and it was like three times higher than it was two years ago and like five times higher than 2019. So like as soon as Chicago bought it, like they're like, oh, okay, by the way, they fucking jacked up the price on it. That's why Chicago's like, oh, okay, well, we're no longer singularly focused on this area. We might look elsewhere. Like what? Yeah. I mean, I, and I, and I get it. Cause I mean, I, I mean, I don't understand all the ins and outs of it, but they're talking about, they're going to need more schools to, to talk about, you know, all the different people they're bringing in. They're going to have to have like stations and, and, and like train stations. And like, basically I think Chicago was asking for help with uh, costs with the infrastructure. Correct. Uh, the village, the village is worried about paying uh, associated costs down the line that would be uh, paid for by taxpayers of Illinois, you know? Yeah. yeah. And that's so, one and- thing too. I don't remember where I heard it, but they're talking about Chicago would have paid, like I said, in, three times higher than 
through three years ago and five times higher than however many years ago. But like, I guess a, a ton of different uh, stadiums don't pay property tax at all. Yeah, it's which is that's pretty crazy. rare that the uh, stadium actually has to pay property tax like it all completely. So for them to come out and say, hey, by the way, you have to pay three times as much as it was, you know, five years ago and five times as much as it was, you know, however long ago. And then Chicago's like, OK, well, if that's the case, then but I, like, I, I don't know what they're going to do with it. But, but Tooch, like, why do the Bears care, though? I mean, they're finally good. They're going to get all the cut on all like their their concessions and their merchandise. Why do they even give a shit? Sir. Yeah, I mean, not like they can't afford it. Obviously, they wouldn't have closed on it if they couldn't have. But I mean, I, at it's the same time, business. it's like I, I kind of get it too. At the same point, you know, it's like what did, who knows what what the family does now? But what said Ditko was famous for saying, the old man throws around pennies like their manhole covers when he's talking about Hallis. So maybe yep. the family was like, well, if you're trying to fuck me on that, then maybe I'm not going to pay all that money. I think uh, now I could be wrong here, but I believe that the the main thing with the Bears is they're willing to pay the taxes, but unless I'm misinterpreting this, at least from the bears angle is that they don't want to pay X amount, whatever that amount is until the stadium is built and they're open. Oh, the interpretation is they're trying to make the bears pay full price on their taxes. Now as if the stadium uh, was already operational. Uh, so the bears are saying, why should we do that? That's not fair. Yeah. And Chicago Arlington Heights is in. saying, I'm sorry. Well, especially if they don't have the money coming in now, I can see that. Right. Well, that's the Bears' perspective. But Arlington Heights is saying, "Well, we've got, you know, we got to pay our teachers, our firemen, our police officers. We need this money." And the Bears are saying, "Well, fuck that. Why should we pay full amount in, until we're up and running?" So, to me, there's got to be a middle ground from both sides. You figure whatever the the value that Arlington Heights is asking for, you know, come down some. The, whatever the Bears saying is their max, go up some, and then you know, get married here. Fuck. Come on. Did you anybody else see that statement, non-statement about like the Chicago Bears meeting with the new mayor in Chicago? Like, yeah, we've talked and we're talking about important about talking. It is yeah. it was, like I could look up the the quote, but it was like they didn't say anything other than the fact that they talked. I didn't even necessarily say that they talked about like a stadium, but it sounds like I'm sorry, Kevin Warren, I think, right, was talked to yes. the new mayor in Chicago and and I guess they've talked but they didn't really get into what they talked about. So they released a statement basically saying that there's been a discussion, but not like anything meaningful or like anything about a stadium going forward. Yeah. Well, I think one thing we can all agree upon is that it's an absolute dumpster fire trying to get to soldier field. <laughs> yeah. Not fun. It's always fights underneath that tunnel. Every single time. It's like time. the worst stadium to get to in the world. And I, just, and I've been to soldier field many times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, there, there's no way the Bears are going back to Chicago. I don't think. I mean, it's the I NFL's smallest it. stadium. They can't compete. Uh, they'll never host a, uh, a Super Bowl. Uh, I know that Brandon uh, Johnson, I think, is the, the new mayor's name. Uh, is that is that the new mayor's name, Brandon Johnson? Sounds right, yeah. Uh, had to do his due diligence and at least contact the Bears and, and, and you know, yeah, feel off the water. Yeah, a decade too late. Yeah, like Brandon Chicago. Johnson. Yep. Right. When uh, Thor Lightfoot said something about, oh, they ought to focus on being relevant past October or something along those lines. Like, yeah, <laughs> Chicago's been treating the Bears like shit. And when they they wanted a stadium, they wanted to do it, and they just laughed at them. So now that they're out, you know, especially towards the end of Laura Lightfoot's range, she's talking, okay, well, maybe you know, she's trying to talk to him, but like too little, too late, I think. Yeah. Uh, Danny, what do you think? Are the Bears definitely gone from Soldier Field? 
I mean, it would certainly seem that way. But there, I mean, going back 30 years now, the people were saying the Bears were going to Gary, Indiana, and we're going yes. to leave the original Soldier Field. And somehow it all came together, and the Bears were thrilled in 2002 when they, you know, started to build the new stadium there and thought they had this state of uh, state of the art uh, stadium. So the fact that now they're like this stadium is a toilet, just 20 years later, is a little bit shocking because. It was the stadium they wanted at the time. So if that, I can understand the park district's view in that aspect, but it seems like the bears would not Now, Granted, this is before Warren took over and you still had sweaty Teddy, but I don't think the bears buy that property in Arlington Heights. If there was some way that they thought they could stay in Chicago. Exactly. They're moving, man. They're not going to, who's buying that property back from, are they just going to write that off as a loss? No way. They're moving mm-hmm. to Arlington Heights. They're, it, this is they're going to Arlington Heights. This is yeah. all just, it's all smoke and mirrors. It's they're going to go to Arlington Heights. I, I would agree that uh, they've already paid, what, $197 million for the uh, Arlington Heights property. But I do think they could sell it again. You know, somebody could develop it, put uh, 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 condos or mixed, uh, mixed-use residential and, and, and uh, uh, shopping, uh, commercial and residential district in that area mm-hmm. you know it's not like they couldn't sell it they might end up selling at a loss because people know that uh buyers would have them over the uh over a barrel or what the bears could do is just develop develop the start another company develop themselves into something else you know but uh uh out of the three spots uh which one would you guys uh like to see the most well waukegan offers a lakefront property so they say Aaron. I, I, I'll be honest, I don't know enough about the area or anything else. Like, I hardly know anything about Arlington Heights. Like, I know Soldier Field, but I don't really know the Chicago area. Um, I imagine Arlington it's like Heights close. Is home, but... to a, home to the barkeeper. That's, it's Arlington Heights, man. Yeah, that's... that's what I heard. Um, a couple other people in Bears <laughs> Media also, I think, live out there so that are excited about the prospect. But I mean, I, I don't know the difference between, you know, Arlington Heights or, or what, wherever else you just said, or even, you know, even a difference, which I can't imagine there's a different spot in Chicago they'd be able to. I mean, that's where Walter worked out was in Arlington Heights. Oh, was up the hill? Yeah. It seems like I've been at the hill. It seems like a good fit, you know I mean? And, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's not that far away. It's only what, like 20 miles from Soldier Field. So, I mean, you know, it's kind of like perfect spot. Yeah. It's, that's where it's going to be. There's a Metro stop right there. Come on. Waukegan has its own Metro stop too, though. Yeah, but Arlington Heights. So does Naperville. Naperville's got three of them, I think, or two of them. Yeah, but that's like two hours away. Yeah, Waukegan is a a good hour, hour and a half. Uh, Naperville is an hour. Yeah, it's Arlington Heights. They're they're just trying uh, to drum up. uh, How much leverage uh, do the Bears really have, if you think about it? Well, they 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 have the football team. They still have the football team, and that's what we're talking about here. Regardless if they haven't won since 85, they're still worth a, you know over a billion dollars, and they still have the leverage of saying, we're bringing all this shit to your community, whether you know, whether you've just parking, you know, and, and hot dogs at the stadium and beers, all this shit is coming to your place for 10 games a year, counting the preseason, yeah. or may, at least nine. Uh, yeah. So and all the hotels will be jammed. You'll have all the restaurants will be jammed. Yeah, it's the Bears have the leverage, but I guess Arlington Heights can say, "Well, you've already bought this property. 
Yeah. But at the end of the day, the Bears have the the Bears are the girl of the situation. The team is the pussy. All right. The team is who wants to, everyone wants to fuck the team. Like is what I'm trying to say. So yeah. that is the most important part of this entire equation. Dude, you know what this like strangely reminds me of? And I don't know if you remember all those years ago, uh, they were gonna have the Lucas Museum in Chicago. You remember yes. this? It was yeah, the it was George gonna, Lucas Star Wars Museum. Yeah, and it was gonna be on the waterfront. It was gonna yep. be beautiful, and the park district in the city of Chicago ended up just vetoing it. And then they they're like, "We're calling your bluff. We're out of here." And they went. And they did it in, in L.A. or whatever it is. Yeah. And uh, this is strangely similar. Yeah, reminiscent. For kind sure. of random. I I don't know. I don't know if you guys have heard or not. Um, I've heard. He's maybe in talks with Disney to buy back Lucasfilm. Interesting. I had not heard that. So I've, I've, I don't know if it's any a fact or not, but I've seen a couple of different people speculate that Disney was maybe thinking about selling it, and he was one of the people thinking about buying it back. Don't let me get started on Star Wars. We're, we'll never get back to the Bears. That's exactly. <laughs> that's why I brought it up because I, I wish they would sell it back to him. Same, you know, with that and Indiana Jones. But well, yeah, no, that, I didn't know if anybody else had heard about that. Sorry about the derailing. I had not. I tell you, I it's. It's Star Wars Night at Minute Maid Park in Houston. One of my friends is at the game with the Astros leading 4 nothing over the National Joe. So you're missing Star Wars Night in Houston. If you were in Houston, I'm sure you'd be there. Uh, Aaron Mikulski, yes. um, that is Arlington me. Heights. Uh, would, you, would you think um, it'd be in the Bears' best interest to build a retractable dome, right? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um I know we've had a, a couple of different arguments and not, not me as right. in particular, about having with an open air weather and, you know, right. that there's, kind of a thing, but God, domes are dope, dude. I mean, I, was it four years ago? My wife and I took her dad up to the Minnesota stadium. That's an awesome fucking stadium. Um, so if they could get one that was retractable, great. I think that'd be pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you'd need one to host the Super Bowl, obviously in a final four. Uh, Dan Aguirre, any objections to a uh, uh, Bears dome stadium? I think that they're just going to have a dome. I think it's going to be a dome 24-7, like not retractable to cut some of the cost. And it's just going to be, like you said, they're going to want the NCAA tournament. They're going to want the WWE to bring WrestleMania. They want all this kind of shit. But I think there's going to be a permanent dome. Should be. I agree. Just like in Minnesota. Well, even Field said he wants a dome. Let us know in the chat room. As a Bears uh, fan, I would love to. More open air stadium. I would love to still be in the cold as a Bears fan, but at this point, the modern day football. I mean, I'm going to be jealous of Green Bay being outside. I'm not going to lie, but most teams, in you know questionable weather, whether it's Arizona in the heat, you know, uh, most Vegas in the heat, they have a dome. Most people have domes now, unless you're in a in an area that's not questionable weather wise. Detroit, Minnesota, et cetera. I think the chat room's talking to Joe here. Oh, quite a bit. Sorry, guys. I'm that's sorry. A bunch I, of, I that's a bunch of hog. I started Cliff, Cliff, that's a bunch of hogwash. Uh, <laughs> that's the first three were amazing, but two out of the three prequels were good. And Rogue One was uh, amazing. Rogue One is awesome. Um, I, I know I'm sorry to uh, bring up so much stadium talk, but that's what's in the news right now is all this uh, – the, the, the Bears are doing the stadium shuffle. You know, it's like uh, stadium yes, wars. 
<laughs> you know. Uh, but in, in Bear State Affairs, I also touched on uh, the fact that I think the Pro Bowl's wide open for Justin Fields this year with uh, Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady gone. I don't know if you guys gave it any thoughts, uh, Danny. How- I think he's he's almost a lock for the Pro Bowl in the NFC. Well, the Pro Bowl isn't what it used to be. I mean, the Pro Bowl is fucking play football. Yeah, it's like flag shit now, right? I mean, I get it. Maybe that gets the cool thing about that is maybe you can involve like retired players somehow, or you know, I I don't know. Like I'm sure they'll have Eli Manning throwing passes or something, or Peyton. They always seem to be attention whores. Could could they have like a uh, like a veterans game? You know, some forties uh, and fifties guys out there maybe play some flag full, full pads. Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> Have Buckus hit somebody? I would watch that <laughs> if we had, like you know, like Dan said, Eli Manning, some of these other guys, Ray Lewis. You know. Uh, no, right, seriously. Uh, getting back to your question though, too, yeah. I do think I do think Justin Fields would be a Pro Bowler. I mean, just look at I him compared to to, uh, to Jalen Hurts. I yeah. mean. Jalen well, is a Pro Bowler, Super Bowl quarterback, and they have a very, very similar skill set, similar development path. Yeah, I, I think it's a cakewalk to the Pro Bowl as long Who's as he his doesn't throw twenty. The Eagles. As bad as I hate to I say, mean, Jalen Hurts. Yeah, as bad as I hate to say it, Kirk, every year, Kirk Cousins. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Kirk Cousins every year statistically. We, I mean, I'm guilty as anybody else for shitting on him, but statistically, like if Cutler would have had his stats. I would be still pounding my dick about how great Jay was. So, mm-hmm. I, I mean, Cousins, like you said, Hurts uh, in Philly. I mean, yep. let's not sleep on Goff in Detroit. Goff had a fine season uh, last he year. He did. He really did, especially towards the end there. I, I, yeah, you know, I mean, he, he doesn't get enough love as far as I'm concerned. He I, th- I thought he really did well. Exactly. There's some new names. There's some new names in the NFC people are forgetting about. I mean, yeah, you got uh, Derek Carr now on the Saints. This is a guy that, right. that's always kind in the bad. Pro Bowl conversation. Uh, of course, you got Matthew Stafford, who's hurt, but he'll be back this year, it sounds like. And he's always one of those guys that the Pro Bowlers like to, to suck his nuts. Stafford. <laughs> uh, Kyler Murray, who's, I know, a dud season last year, but, like, you know, he potential bounce back. I, I don't want to say he's a big threat. To Do field. they have much of a team, though? Do they, especially offense does – Arizona, who else do they have? I mean, I, I okay, so I, like same as Dan, I don't know football, I don't know the NFL, I know Bears. So, like, if it's another team, I'm pretty clueless. Do they have a good team around him or no? No, no, it seems that some people think that they <laughs> could be good, no. <laughs> an awful team and that the Cardinals could move on from him next season with a high draft pick. Yeah, yeah, and they and they probably will, but uh. Honestly, another name that people aren't talking yeah. about either is Geno. Geno Smith is in the NFC as well, and yeah. he had a, silently a really Who's great he season. Seattle. He was great last year. He, was great. He, just signed, he just signed a big contract, and it took Geno a long time to get there. I've, I've been saying he sucks since he was here at West Virginia University, but hey, man, he played well. Um, but now that he's gotten paid – can he deliver similar results? There's so many players in the history of the league. Once they get paid, you know, that's when their, yeah. their play goes down. But Eddie Jackson, excuse me. Uh, Nathan right. Vasher was one. Yeah, oh, I forget. Yeah. Great, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nathan Vasher was the interceptor. And then I don't think he had one pick after he got paid. So, Mm-mm. yeah. And 
And you also we're also forgetting about another guy that's always the darling of the NFC. He's selling us yogurt all season long. And he's got a top 10 all-time percentage completion percentage. That's Dallas Cowboys quarterback Dak Prescott. And the number four overall jersey, damn. <laughs> uh, that, that is maddening. Yeah, it's that crazy. Is it's just, I mean, they're, they're Cowboys, they have a ton of fans outside of Dallas and around the world for whatever reason. But, uh, yeah, that is crazy. Uh, uh, it, how, before I get to my next question, were uh, Hurts to make the Pro Bowl or be all pro? I mean, pretty soon the Bears are going to have to negotiate a contract with Justin Fields. Fields. Yeah, Joe. Jalen Hurts just got paid $225 million. How much is it going to cost to sign Justin Fields? More than that. How, how long is left on his contract? Do we know? He's got this year this and uh, the three. club option this for is, next year. Two, two more years, years right? He's only entering yeah. year three, guys. Yeah. The Bears could control him for three more years before giving him another contract. I don't so think it'll come the franchise to tag. Yep. Yeah. So, so realistically, when well, we get you, there. You count the franchise tag four more years. He's only played yeah. two seasons. But I, I think Iceberg's right. I think by the time we get to the point where we're doing a contract, you're looking three hundred, three hundred twenty-five yeah. million dollar deal Two, by the 250 time. Two fifty minimum. You know, unless he bombs out, I don't think he's going to bomb out after what we saw last year. I know a lot of people mm-hmm. are like, but he's three and fourteen or whatever. Well, let's not say that. Yeah, but that's the most exciting three and fourteen team I've ever Hell yeah. seen. That's for sure. Hell yeah. yes. I've never seen yeah. a shittier team more fun to watch than the three and fourteen Chicago <laughs> <Right>. Bears. <laughs> He was the only reason to watch last year, man. Mm-hmm. Dan, Danny, how, what is his record? I don't even know. Three and fourteen plus whatever he had with. Uh, uh, coach, what was he? Coach did he have two wins? Was he two and eight and twenty one? I think. So yeah, they're saying five and twenty two. Yeah, five and twenty three, something like that. That's that's what I've seen out there. You're right. That's not good. You're right. But like, yeah, I but think- you're on a team that was had the worst defense in the history of the franchise, like yeah. worse than the Mel Tucker years. And yep. on top of that, probably one of the worst offensive line. But we've been saying that since fucking Jay was here. It's just yep. like they never commit to buy or to uh, drafting offensive linemen. This is the first lineman we drafted in the top ten since 1983. For God's yeah. sake, forty years. It's yep. time to value. And then they didn't draft anyone else in the rest of the the entire draft. Not one other offensive line play. Like you got to build your fucking line, and you got to protect him. That, yeah. I, that's they need to sign somebody else, in my opinion, and they obviously they will. need an edge edge rusher. They should have brought Leonard Floyd back. Yeah, yeah well, he he just he got to Buffalo last week, wasn't it? Buffalo, Buffalo. Right. yeah, 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 yeah. There's going to be a lot of cap cuts around training camp. I think the Bears will pounce. That's kind of what I was thinking too. I think they were going to get at least one that's more offensive point. lineman. Uh, maybe maybe that's when we pick up an edge rusher. Who knows? So, um. Foster says five and 20, but you know, whatever it is, five wins that all of the detractors uh, point to that as far as Justin Fields record. But one, I don't even count that season with Matt Nagy because Matt Nagy is arguably the bears worst coach ever. Uh, and mm, and then um, last, last year, the team was set up to fail, but Dan just pointed out bad. The defense was they traded away the best defender uh, midway through the season. Uh, if you look at the, uh, any statistics, um, Yards per play with Roquan Smith and yards per play without Roquan Smith, a vast difference. So now we've replaced Roquan Smith with two linebackers for the price of one. Uh, one of them we made the highest linebacker in NFL, hit, highest paid linebacker in NFL history in, in Tremaine Edmonds. Uh, 
but uh, I expect the defense to be much more improved, Danny. I, I mean, I would hope so. And I was, you know, not, I have to, to admit that I wasn't giving Sanborn as much credit as maybe he earned just because I thought, ah, oh, it's just one of those players. He's white. So, you know, like Dane Sensenbacher or whatever, we got to root for him because he's the great white hope or, but maybe he, maybe he played better than, than what I'm giving him credit for. So if you put him with the two linebackers that we signed, the secondary in theory should be better. I mean, if they can get any pass rush, the D should be a hell of a lot better. The running backs and wide receivers should be a hell of a lot better. The tight ends should be better, and all of that combined should make Justin Fields better. The Bears should be better. Uh, Trubisky, uh, a retro says Trubisky was twenty-two and eight as a Bears starter. Is that can that be right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, especially in two thousand eighteen alone. So, yeah, I would imagine so. But another thing, real quick, not to change the subject, but I still say Robbie's out there, like, pounding the desk for it to be brought back. I have no faith in Cairo Santos. Yeah. Mr. can't make an extra point. I don't want to make it. Oh, it's a little bit windy out there, so that 42-yard field goal, I don't want to try it today, Coach. Fuck, that guy should be cut. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, the yeah. Bears did sign an undrafted free agent. Uh, kicker from Syracuse, I think, who has. Well, I hope he outplay uh, outplay Santos, who lost his heart. Yeah, he had, he he missed the game uh, when we brought the kid and ended up getting the job with the the Lions the rest of the season and played well. He made the four field goals. I guess it was against the Giants. Santos was birthday weekend and he just fucking took off and didn't make it to the game. And then the rest of the season he took off. So as far as I'm concerned, Cairo Santos needs to be fucking cut. I, I'm totally in agreement with you, uh, Danny. If you guys had to guess how old Cairo Santos is, how old would you say he is? 31. 31. He is 31 years old. 5'8", 175. It's not a big guy. Andre Schmidt, the guy that they signed as a free agent out of Syracuse, 24 years old, 6'200". Got to have him. Got a Look. stronger leg than Cairo Santos. I'd like to see him get a shot. Uh, I, I wasn't too, All those missed – Missed extra points down the stretch, Danny. Yeah. I know at least one of one of those games he cost us a game. We were the we're Lions game. Right, the Lions yeah, we game. lost 31-30 because of his <laughs> missed extra point. And everybody knew it. When he missed it, it's like, oh, now Detroit just needs a touchdown to win. And yep. what the fuck happened? Yep. There they Santos. went all the way down the field. <laughs> Santos is our Ray Finkel. <laughs> Laces out. <laughs> so uh, uh Danny, uh Cairo Santos and Robbie Gold for this 2024. 2024 or 2023, you mean? 2023, sorry. 2023. Yes, please bring back number nine. Robbie wants to play here. He still lives here. And he's still, at age 40, better than Santos. <laughs> and you know he shows up. Uh, Aaron Mikulski, uh Robbie Gold or Cairo Santos? Robbie Gold. For the selfish <laughs> reason, I want a Robbie Gold jersey. Like an updated one. Not an old one either, but like I, I, I absolutely would go with Robbie Gold as well. <laughs> Joey Mandel. Gold or Santos? Uh, do, do you want a hot take? I mean, I, I, I between the two, I, I'd go Robbie Gold. But yeah. uh, Greg Zerline is a free agent. Just throwing oh, that out Greg there. Oh, he's a, yeah, he can hit from like 59 <laughs> yards consistently. Would you like to see so. the Bears carry uh, two kickers, one guy for long distance and one guy accurate short <laughs> distance? I don't know. 
Yeah. <laughs> and bring it. It's like we br- we bring in our sniper rifle. We bring in our uh, our, our handgun. You know, for the, for the, the field goals. Uh, that'll never happen. I think our um, our punt doesn't our punter double as a as a place kicker. He needs to work about. He needs to just worry about punting. That's what, you yeah. know, he he didn't have the best rookie year, Mister Gill, and he just kind of it takes him forever to punt the ball. And arguably, that yeah. blocked punt against the Dolphins is what cost us that game. Went along yeah. with all the bad officiating. Yep, great point, I, uh, Danny. You're talking about Trenton Gill, right? Yes, exactly. I mean, I was glad to see uh, O'Donnell go and fuck him for going to Green Bay, but. You know, I'm not saying Gill's the guy. Maybe he is. We drafted him. I hope he, he I hope he turns out to be, you know, somebody that we have like Brad Maynard. Remember we had Maynard, we signed him from the Giants, and he was with the Bears like 10 years. So yeah. I, I would like to see Gill be that guy, you know, instead oh. of Patrick O'Donnell playing on one-year contracts every season. Jo- uh, Joe Mandel, you have another guy in uh, in mind? There's 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 a better free agent out there. I totally forgot about this. Matt Gay. Is a free agent. Are, are you going gay? <laughs> I'm gay for gay. Uh, look at this. He's got a career. Who's in- gay? I really don't know for real. Please got, tell me. I'll tell you right now, Dan. He's got a, a career 87.8% field goal percentage. He's got playoff experience. He's only 28 years old. And in 2022, he nailed 28 of his first 30. And both of those misses are from beyond 50. So wh- where did he play? Matt Gay, I believe, was kicking for uh, the Rams. That, what, if he yeah. was, again, not being sarcastic at all, why why'd they let him go then? Why is he available? Good question. Because Zerline, you could say he's getting a little bit older, maybe. Robbie's older. You could be afraid to sign them. But I, I don't even know who Matt Gay is. So it's like if he's so good, like I'm surprised he's available. I'm not, I'm not shitting on your suggestion at all. I just don't know him. Right. <laughs> yeah, he he was uh, originally a actually the on I the lied. Buccaneers, I think. Nope, I lied. He got signed. I, I missed uh, it. He got signed with he got signed with the Colts. So disregard. I was getting excited there, man. Sorry, it happened I, in March. I was apparently, a little I gay missed for that gay too. <laughs> the guy that I always wanted, and it's like every year because he was in Detroit and before that Denver. Every year, Matt Prater came to Soldier Field. He made. A 57 or 58 yes. yard field goal every yes. time they came down. And at the same time, our whoever we would have, whether it's you know Eddie Pinheiro or uh, C- Cody Parkey, our guy can't make from 43 and their guy's making 58. Danny, when, Man, when was the last time you felt uh, we felt you felt we had a, a kicker that you felt like really good about, you know, like clutch well, Robbie Gold? Like, now, let's again, I'm not saying I'm not one of these guys that thinks Robbie didn't deserve to be cut when he was cut. Right. Robbie struggled in 2013. Remember, he missed a field goal in Minnesota when Mark Tressman was there and went for it on second down because he had so much confidence in him from 47 in the dome. He missed it. He missed kicks in in uh, 2015 to cost us games against San Francisco, against Washington. He was missing extra points in the preseason. So to answer your question, the last time I felt like, ooh, Robbie, the last time we had a kicker where I felt really comfortable was like the 2010 version of Robbie. But Robbie completely rebuilt himself. He said he got too cocky, too arrogant, and got sloppy. So by the time he went to San Francisco, he started from scratch. And I mean, you saw him put Green Bay out of the playoffs a couple of years ago, which I loved. Mm-hmm. Oh, Adrian Amos is with the Jets. Fuck Adrian I Amos. I just saw that. A traitor. 
Did he really? Uh, Hope he has crabs wherever he's at. So, so before Hope his balls on, are itching ungodly. <laughs> we have to apologize to the chat room for talking about punters and kickers. Yeah, I'm really excited about because of a kicker. How can you not think kicker's important? I agree. I'm with you. But uh, so let's let's get down Dude. to what uh, what I touched Dude. on in uh, Bear State. Yes. Before you move on, did you bet Two the over Dodgers. in the Sox game? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> right. uh, I have the run line though, so it's still you know still not out Got of it. the woods. But uh, we, we did talk a uh, touch on in. Um, uh, Bears state of affairs, the, the need for the Bears pass rusher in the recent release. The Cowboys released former first-round pass rusher Takarist McKinley. McKinley. Uh, any thoughts on uh, on McKinley or Ngakwe? Uh, anybody? Justin Houston, who you want to see? Um, I'll start with uh, Dan Aguirre. What are you thinking, Danny? How, how, how badly do the Bears need a pass rusher? Well, they need help, but I, I'm going to be completely honest with you. The guy you said they got cut in Dallas, I don't know anything about. I'm just being completely honest with yeah. you. Justin Houston seems a little bit older to me. Yeah, but he can really I, I would sign Floyd again. I know I'm 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 whining now because he's property of the Buffalo Bills, okay. but he's signed with the Bills. Okay, I knew I would have signed Leonard Floyd again. Uh, Aaron Bukowski, who'd you like to see suit up on the edge for the Bears? If besides the we really only have four four guys. I mean, I, I know there's another guy. I think someone in the chat room mentioned Terrell Lewis. I think who played a uh, rush passer at Alabama. But who'd you like to see uh, out there, Aaron? You know, I'm along the same lines as Dan. I don't really know too many of them. I guess I I know the name Giannis Ngakwe, so he'd be really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Cowboys you're talking about, I don't know anything about. And I honestly don't feel like we're going to go out and get a big name dude. I think we're just going to go out and get a dude. Like, I just think we're still in that phase where, you know, we're not one pass rusher away from, you know, making the playoff deep playoff push or anything like that. I just, I just think he's going to go out and go like, I think he's still in polls and still in bargain mode. It's like, Hey, well, that's a young up and coming guy. I can get him for cheap. Let's go get him. Unless Washington really does trade chase. I mean that I think the bears would listen to that. If it was, they have the pieces. Yeah. Doesn't he have an injury history, though? Yeah. Well, sure. So does a lot of the free agent edge rushers. <laughs> Fair enough. I mean, I don't uh, think the Bears would move off that first-round pick that they got from Carolina or by any stretch, but maybe they could get him for like a second? Maybe? I mean, if Washington really wants to move from him and say we can't pay him, then maybe the Bears make a move on that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm just saying hypothetically. Tooch, is, is anyone in this room interested in Davion Clowney? That's what I want to know. We couldn't do much worse. I wouldn't mind having him. The guy yeah, can still I play. Concur. We still I got concur. it, man. Absolutely. Locker room hazard, but I tell you what, if he gets the right culture and he gets the Eberflus way, well, I can but, see him kind of turning it around here. But then you worry about the same thing as uh, fucking Jalen Carter. If he's a locker room hazard, we don't have – that leadership's not going to bring in somebody that could be a locker room hazard when we're, well, we're starting to build a, something here. I would say comparing the two is very different because Clowney's more like the guy that's focused on stats and I don't know. I, I right. think they're different. Fair enough. For the right cost, I would take a chance. And and it, it's funny. Foster just said the same thing. For the right cost, we take a, take a flyer on Clowney. Why not? You know, I, I don't know how old uh, Jadavian Clowney is, but uh, uh, we're talking on a one-year contract. Why not? Yeah, like a prove-it deal. Sure. He's he's thirty yeah. years old, so I think they'd probably 
probably offer him either a one or two year deal. Joe Mandel, uh, Takaris McKinley, Yannick Ngakwe, any of those guys? Uh, Justin Houston, 34 years old. Yakwe, I, I think is is a decent play. Um, right. So Marcus, to me, Marcus uh, Davenport, uh, Takaris McKinley's kind of the same as Yannick Ngakwe, just plays them a little bit better, you know. Yeah. But uh, uh, hasn't hasn't quite had as many sacks as as Ngakwe. But like Travis Gibson said, uh, he just missed. He just missed a handful of sacks that would have would have uh, uh, made people a lot more confident in the young pass rusher going into 2023. Dan, how confident are you in Travis Gibson? I'm not, but Aldo's made good arguments with Gibson, you know, to point out that he was yeah. good in 21, 22, the whole team was bad. So maybe he's young. He's our draft pick. Maybe he's akin to Robert Quinn, you know, whom we had that, plays a good one year it plays well. And then the next year he's kind of struggles, but then he comes back. So maybe Gibson has a resurgence this year. I don't feel extremely confident about it, but Aldo's made me feel like it's at least plausible. So uh, was Chandler Jones available, Joe? Cause I mean, that dude's a freaking beast. Uh, and he's, I know uh, he's getting, he's getting up there in years, but man, <laughs> I don't think Chandler Jones is available. I, I didn't think he was available. I think he, he was, on, was he on, on uh, uh, the Cardinals last year at Buffalo, is Robert Quinn available again? He's on the Raiders. He's on the Who's he's you? on the Raiders last year or this year? Right now. Okay. So Who are you talking, Raiders. Quinn or Chandler Jones? Chandler, Chandler Jones. Jones. Well, who's Robert is Quinn he still, is still with Philly? There. Is he still with Philly or is he available? He's a free agent. Robert Quinn. I would bring Robert back. He seemed almost, to like his time pos- here. Positive. For a one year deal to bring Quinn back for one year. Fuck yeah, I would bring him back one year. What about uh, this is Carl Nassib? Is he not under contract anymore? Uh, who's that, Joe? Carl Nassib from uh, Tampa okay. Bay. Uh, he's he's a free agent. I mean, uh, the Bears. If, if Four you sacks back, last year. <laughs> go back and look at. Um, go back and look at uh, the Bears draft in this most recent draft, of course. They took three defensive tackles for the most part um, and not a single edge rusher per se. Uh, Aaron, Aaron, do you think how much of the bears um, counting on getting pressure from the, from the inside of their defensive line? You got to think they're, that's where they're going to be looking for pressure. Yeah. That's, I mean, at this point, yes, especially with a couple of the different draft picks they picked up, which from what I've heard, they sound super impressive. They sound really promising. Um, <laughs> I mean, considering we don't, we've been talking about who can they pick up for edge rusher? They don't have an edge rusher. It's got to come from center. It's got to come from the middle of the line of the defense. Right. Uh, Joe, um, you, you said before um, that the Bears would likely wait for June 1st cuts to see what's out there. Do you think uh, uh, Poles waits until then, or, or do you think he makes a move? Oh. <sighs> I think you're going to see a little bit of both. They have plenty of money. Yeah. Yeah. I we're really like about a, Carl Nassib too, right? I don't think he's got a team. I think he's a free agent, isn't he? Because yeah, Nassib is a free Nassib's a yeah. But I don't. I don't think he's got a team. And I'm looking at it now. Uh, da, 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 da. I thought Nassib was on the Buccaneers last year. No, he's a Raider. So any of those guys like Robert Quinn and Justin Houston, uh, the chat room says could um 
come in on a one-year deal, teach the young, young kids, you know, uh, and I'm fine with that too. Uh, Lass says Sewell will play some edge. I don't know about that. He's kind of a little undersized, doesn't have the length, but I could see him uh, uh, taking over one of those. Uh, I didn't get drafted him to play the Sam linebacker and Sandboard's going to be like the backup, but uh, mm-hmm. I could be wrong. Uh, I think Foster's correct, man. Inside pressure is even system. But, uh, man, Dan Aguirre, I still think you got to have that pass rusher on the edge on third down, man. Yeah, I, I don't think that we can go with what we have now. That Between that and the offensive line are the glaring weaknesses on the team at this juncture. And like someone mentioned, June 1st. Well, guys, it's June 13th. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, how many other people are going to get cut unless and we're talking September 2nd or something right before the season's about to start? I don't want to wait that long. I want someone right. acclimated into the defense who's ready to go. Right. Assimilated, not just like a project. Do you guys want some potential names for salary cap casualties? Yeah. Yes, I do. Uh, Kali Campbell from the Ravens. Uh, he's yeah, thir- he's 37 years old, but the the Ravens will save seven million if they cut him. Uh, he's gone. <laughs> Frank Frank Clark from the Chiefs. Uh, he renegotiated his contract, uh-huh. but uh, if they he just cut signed him, with Denver, he did. Frank Clark. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he signed with Denver. It was um, somebody. He plus la- last time I got flamed because the the uh, the chat room said he was a thug, but. Uh... But didn't he sign with Denver like two days ago? I'm pretty sure it was him. Yep. Yes, he did two yeah. days ago. Nice, Holy Danny. crap. Very I missed good. That. <laughs> yeah, I didn't see that good. either. Yeah. Um, but I really think that a good name, Kalai Campbell is a name to, to look at is a guy that could definitely be picked up by the Bears. But um uh, Shelby Harris from the Seahawks. Don't know if you guys are familiar with him, but he only had two sacks last year. But he's owed nine million and he'll probably get cut. Yep. Foster Cover says we might have 1,180 guys to choose from. <laughs> it's also <laughs> said some dude on the Jets. All right, you get some offensive line help too from 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 those cuts as well. All right, uh, we talked pass rush, we talked stadium. I want to talk a little bit about who you guys mentioned already: the wide receiver room. Right now, Chase Claypool isn't even playing his injured already. <laughs> Aaron, yeah, but they our... said it's not a serious injury. Yeah. Right. right. Uh, yeah, a lot of people are down on Claypool. I'm not really sure why. Because I'll we created why. a second-round pick because in the first round. It was basically a first-round pick because of uh, the Dolphins uh, yeah. didn't have a first-round pick. It would have been number well, 32 I mean, overall. But... No one exactly excelled. Like everyone loves Mooney. It's not like Mooney played well last year. Now, granted, he got hurt right. in the Jets game, but no one was like balling out in the 2022 version of the Bears yeah. other mm-hmm. than Justin Fields. And Fields has a long way to go passing. We all acknowledge that, but he was the only star on the offense last year. I mean, let's keep it real. So, I mean, I think Claypool can bounce back. I hope so. A lot yeah, of people have already written him off. Uh, I don't think they've written him off per se. I, I just think that people are a little bit sour about what they could have done with that pick instead. And maybe after uh, the uh, um, Steelers possibly cut him, they signed him. But, uh, I mean, look, 
nobody, like you said, Danny, nobody on the Bears really played awesome last year at wide receiver. How much of that was a product of the offensive line? I mean, J- Justin Fields was probably the most heavily pressured quarterback in the NFL last year. I think he was. You was know? he was he the person that got sacked the most or the second? I don't remember. I think uh, the Bears' offensive line gave up the most amount of uh, pressures and hits yeah, in the NFL last year. But that's not good. I mean, no wide receiver is going to look look good when when that happens. Uh, you know, of course, like you said, Dan, uh, Darnell Mooney injured in the Jets game, which uh, was that week 11? Yeah, it was somewhere through there, like 11 or 12. And Eddie Jackson, I think, was injured in the same game. And both of them, I, I mean, have to be question marks considering that it was midway through the year and we're hoping they're going to be back to themselves. We've been saying that about Eddie since like 2018, but or 2019. But I, it, it might be, it makes Claypool even more, uh, I, you know, important because you don't know how soon Mooney's going to be Mooney again. And was he really that great to begin with? I mean, he's okay. He's, he's a guy. But I, here's the thing. With Moody, he had a great year when he had Allen Robinson. Coming into 2022, everybody knew Moody was the guy. So everybody spied on Moody and hammered him. Like, mm-hmm. he, honestly, I mean, he's, he's great. Um, it's, but he compared to, like, the rest of the wide receivers and, like, the defensive backs across, he's not that, you know, he's not the guy. So I think a lot of times, I think he, I think Moody is good. And I think he's going to be great this year, especially with, you know, the combined with – uh, DJ Moore, and you know, once Claypool gets in better, and even then, even if Claypool hasn't like blowing up everything and, and tearing shit up, he's still gonna people are gonna be guarding him. So, like, when you come into 2022, you recognize Mooney and Mooney, right? You got Mooney on the offense, nobody because Cole Komet a year ago wasn't that great either, but he, he showed up last year. So, everybody, even I said that at the beginning of the year last year, I said everybody's gonna spy on Mooney, it's gonna be a tough year for him. So, I think Mooney does his best when he's not the focal point, he's not the number one right receiver. Um, he's gonna get open in space and he's gonna have a couple other people taking the weight of that as well. Why not, Joe Mandel? Uh, thoughts on Claypool? Worth we overpaid. We overpaid. I know. We overpaid, but I mean, I think he's got a lot of talent. Uh, this is a guy that benefits from having lack of attention on him. <laughs> and I think with DJ Moore, and as we talked about, some of the other guys in Mooney, uh, I don't think you're going to see a lot of eyes on Claypool. And that's usually when he succeeds. So. Maybe I think well, that, that's he's that's a the, big dude too, right? Like Claypool's probably our biggest receiver from that. Yeah, mistaken. it's hard to miss. Yeah, and I think that's going to really benefit him this year. These the eyes are going to be on DJ Moore and Mooney and what other weapons we end up using. But I was I, reading something about I think NFL has Mooney and excuse me, he has DJ Moore and Fields ranked like number five going into the 2023 as wow. the top uh, number, f- the fifth best wide receiver quarterback duo. And for them to not have any tape together and already be there, I think it's pretty cool. Well, then you've got to remember, you got, you know, Cole Komet drawing attention as a big guy too. Robert Tunyon now. And Robert Tunyon, actually, we got a comment on that in the chat, which I thought was funny, but um, you know, it's just all stuff that's going to draw attention away from Claypool and, I could see that benefiting him. Mm-hmm. Speaking Great. of Waukegan, uh, uh, Robert Tanyan from Waukegan, I think. Uh, uh, let's uh, let's shift attention over to a place where the Bears are strong, and that's the running backs. Uh, Roshan Johnson getting a lot of praise for his hands. Um, 
Khalil Herbert, someone mentioned in the in the chat room that 800 yards, not only that, but 5.77 yards per carry. was number one in the NFL for uh, a minimum amount of carries uh, for that stat, 5.77 yards per carry. Dan Aguirre, who's the starter next year? You'd have to think just because he's been here that Herbert goes into camp as the starter. But the, the guy they that they signed from Carolina, is it Foreman? Yeah. Dante Foreman. Foreman. Yeah, he looks like he's not coming here to try to be the backup. He's said that numerous times on social media, like he plans on being the starter. I mean, I know that's what everybody says, but he looks like an upgrade to me. I'm not an expert on watching tape or any of this shit. I'm just saying he looks good, and then everyone loves the draft pick. So I don't know. I, I can't answer that question on June 13th, but maybe they've worked the rookie in slowly. And you have a two-headed monster with Herbert and Foreman. Uh, I can see that. Uh, Aaron Mikulski, who's the who comes out of that pack in front? The wide receivers, the um, the, the running backs. I don't know. Uh, I mean, Herbert did really well for us last year, so I mean, logically, you're going to think him. Um, we brought back Blazing Game for another year. Which is nice to have another fullback. You don't can see that very often. I like a good fullback. Um, yep. But Roshan Johnson, man, everything I've heard about is like everybody's saying that if he wasn't behind who he was behind, he would have been much higher picking draft. Mm-hmm. So it's 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 I really tough it. to tell. I love yeah, it, Joey man. Mandel. What do you think of Roshan yeah. Johnson? The hands, the speed. Wish they would have cut Phyllis Jones. I like him. He's exciting. Uh, <laughs> but I but I will tell you, I I think Dante Foreman's the starter for the Bears. Mm. Uh, wow, he he was really good last year in Carolina. I mean, he was a fantasy stud. I'm not just saying that because we do a fantasy show. Yep, this is a guy that was getting it done for a team that was not very good, didn't have really much anything going on. Uh, I have to laugh to Steve's comment. Yeah. There's no way the Bears are signing <laughs> Devin Cook. I'm sorry, he wants a mega deal, he wants a mega deal. The Bears yeah. are not going to give it to him. And- and he has to he has to ask for it. He's twenty seven years old now, and you know, with the knock of, of being injury prone. So, but uh, which is another man, reason you might not you might not see him on a contender because uh, contenders want to save that money. But we'll see. Yeah, for sure. Um, running backs, uh, whether however you break it down, we're in great shape there. You know, uh, we got yeah. three guys who could all be starters. So uh, uh, they're doing it the right way too, yeah. just because. Yeah, I think everyone knows the the running backs not worth what they used to be in the NFL. You're seeing multi-headed, yeah. yep. you know, monsters in the backfield. There are there are workhorse guys, but teams are letting them walk. I mean, look at Zeke; he's a free agent. Yeah, running uh, majority of teams in the NFL are running back by committee. And in case the chat room didn't know, Joe Mandel is the fantasy football goon. If you're tuning in on uh, Sundays. Adam Shaw and myself, uh, check out Fantasy Coming Football up soon. Show. Coming up soon. Coming in hot on the Barroom Network. Dan Aguirre, tight ends. Cole Komet wasn't your guy before, and now he's your guy. Well, I don't want to say that he's the guy, but, I mean, I felt that, again, he was always falling down and dropping passes, and mm-hmm. he just looked like he was always wearing the wrong cleats, and it was just – but last season, I mean, he the guy showed that he could score touchdowns, but like that catch he had in in, in Atlanta, Atlanta, 
Yeah, dude. I think about that catch all the fucking time. Yeah, and let me shout out the other Dan who was at that game and is sick tonight. So he's not he's feeling like shit, not feeling well at all. So I hope he's better. But yes, uh so Komet showed potential. And I like the Tanyan signing. He's a big fucking monster tight end, and they both grew up Bear fans, so why wouldn't we root for them? So, you know, I forgot. Um, Cole Komet's from Arlington Heights. Robert Tanyan's from Waukegan. We we had a tight end from Naperville last year. <laughs> That's right. Who was the – Danny, who was the tight end that was the Naperville native? Was it uh, uh, Ryan Griffin? I didn't know he was from Illinois, but wherever he went, he can stay. What was the other – that game was terrible. O'Brien. O'Brien. They, they sucked whoever they were. We forgot about them. They what, what was the name of the other tight end we had? Last no, we had, they had that guy from West Virginia named Wesco. Right. He scored Not a touchdown him. at one point. I, I was like, he's with the Bears, <laughs> but John. yeah, he just showed up with the Bears out of nowhere. I was like, where? Yeah. I didn't even know Wesco was there until he was there. Jean Bonjean. Right, uh, uh, the uh, uh, new Bears uh, right tackle is your neighbor from Huntington, West Virginia. Yes. Uh, again, he played uni- or the Huntington High School, then but went to Tennessee. But yes, right. he's from here, and that, that does make me happy because mm. unlike a state like Illinois, where it's commonplace, we don't have a lot of stars from here historically. Jeff Hostetler, Randy Moss, just a couple off the mm-hmm. top of my head. Kurt Warner, not the Rams Kurt Warner, but the old Seahawks running back. Kurt Warner was from here. Okay. Uh, Ahmad Bradshaw is from, uh, technically from Virginia, but he's over the border like two miles. So, but right. they're all uh, local. Thomas Jones, right from the area. Yeah, same deal. He's from Virginia, but he's local. Yeah. Right. The actor. Exactly. Yeah. Dude, we have a very important question in the chat that you need to yeah. address immediately. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Mandel is my radio son. In case anybody didn't know. <laughs> And uh, uh, in case anybody didn't know, if you if you're a long time uh, barroom uh, fan and listener, the four of us who are talking to you right now had a show called "I Have a Stream" where we would. What happened? Stream. to I have a stream. Let's let's cut the shit. What happened to it? Like I don't know the story why it went away. I don't either. Was it was it because uh, uh, I I wanted to do uh, uh, what's that other network called okay but we don't have to say the name of it but i know what it is i'm not going there i'm not going there but you obviously came back and you're here and you've been on the show for several years now so now that you're back and all of us are here now like what's stopping us from doing the show we're putting the band back together we are putting the band back together i'm proposing right now on the air to do the show again is what i'm saying all of us why, why why wouldn't we uh, we're well, going to talk some uh, like uh, movies science and fiction. Oh, science fiction well, is here, right? Yeah. Uh, science fiction had their last show last week. Whoa, wait a minute. What? Was, Why? I don't know. I just know that it said it was the last show. Uh, okay. Uh, At least on this on this network. Thinking back to uh, some classic, I have a stream shows where we would do commercials, <laughs> like you know, making fun. What? We did like a Game of Thrones commercials making fun of the show and stuff. Yeah. Right, Joe? That was God, that seems so long ago. It's crazy. I mean, about that, like Game of Thrones, for those, right? For those that don't know, I Have a Stream was literally a show about streaming shows, movies, yep. movies and media, television. television. <laughs> uh, we had fun. Yeah, why not? Let's bring it back. We should bring it back every once in a while. We don't have to Except do that week. one woman yeah. that, that just continually wanted to argue with me. I had no fun with her. 
<laughs> well, well uh, uh, Sarah Mars. The one with the really bad, I thinking, bad oh, connection. No, no, I didn't say that. Why did I say that? <laughs> the bad connection. I remember I that. that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then her cat, her cat kept uh, making Yeah, she cleaned noises. it up, though, right? When we were doing um, the other show with Aaron and Sarah and I, we did uh, mm, stream team. Uh, the stream team. Yep. Uh, all right. Uh, let's get to some other uh, Bears talk. How about we take some questions from the chat room? What do they want to talk about? Uh, any questions? Anything? Uh, <laughs> uh, Foster says we're good. No tooch. Uh, really? Foster, aren't you going to miss Bears state of affairs? <laughs> all right. Uh, any? Uh, oh, okay. Here we go. Check us out. Leo Factor says, uh, how about Greg Braggs moving to covering Bears full-time? My old right. co-host on, on yeah. Tri-Fans yeah, I saw that, right. man. Good for him. Dude. He was also on I Have a Stream a bunch of times. Uh-huh. Remember? Yeah. Greg is uh, a great guy. Couldn't happen yeah. to a better guy. Yeah. Uh, can, does anybody know the story? I, I only know briefly that he left his bricklaying job and is going to be doing broadcasting. Full-time? So full-time. he's full-time he's been a part CHGO. of the CHGO team like almost since they started. Um, so right. he's been talking about uh, talking with them, and I guess he's starting to produce over there as yeah, well. Producer in training, yeah. Lawrence, and he's doing not just the Bears ones, but it looks like he's doing like Blackhawks and a bunch of other things either. So congratulations to Greg Braggs and the odd so chance you. Producing you're in this is thing. not going to be like a, a, a part he's of doing on camera. He's doing on camera work too. He'll do both. Okay. Nice, but he's full time, so I know it's not always bear season. So, all right. So, what what is CHGO? I have no idea. It's no, Adam really? Hoag's Adam Hoag's thing. That's yeah, a, they're a media they're a media company that covers all Chicago. Yeah, sports. it's Mark Carmen too. Started last year. They're doing but, pretty well. Yeah, Mark Carmen used to be with uh, WGN, and they've got Adam Hoag. Uh, they don't have Johns, but they've got Hoag and. Who else? There's a couple uh, other names. Corey Wooten is actually part of the team during the football season. Man, so the end of Brett Barr's fucking career. That's who he is. Yeah. Corey yes, Wooten. he is. <laughs> he talks about that all quite a bit too. But yeah, uh, Corey Wooten's part of their team. Um, there's uh, one of the guys I was talking about actually from Arlington Heights. Nicholas Moriano is another right. younger kid too. I think he's just out of college. So like, is he, is he's he on there. The... Um, he's what? one of their analyst guys. So and will will uh, will Dewitt? No, no. Yeah, Will DeWitt. Yeah, yeah Will DeWitt. Will and Nicholas Moriano, and they were they were they were they, had, they were on something uh, else before. Uh, I don't know what uh, their show. Chicago was Audible. Before. So does Chicago this mean Audible. that Greg can't attend the games? What does this mean? Greg can't attend the games because Greg went to almost every game. Yeah. Um, I think last year a lot of the times he was actually in studio, so they're they're watching it live in studio every time there's a game at the CHGO anymore. So I don't know yeah. if he's not going anymore. Uh, it's a good question. Who knows? And Adam, like Hogue, yeah. like used to always be at the games too. To me, that's a huge step down. Like to not go to the games, yeah. just watch it on TV. You might as well just be us. Not from Greg Gra- Braggs's perspective. Mm-hmm. I mean, from Adam Hogue being a guy with access and a beat writer that, that can ask the the, uh, the fucking coach a question, and now he's just chilling at you know at the house. Like I, I can't imagine giving up that access. Well, they're they're actually like in studio though, so they're not just like chilling out their homes. They're like all in there together watching the games. With but Hogue's not on. asking questions after the game. Is oh, I understand. Yeah, I got you. Like, why would you give up that access? Is what I meant. Like, well, I don't know that he isn't. I think sometimes he is. Sometimes yeah. he, I'm not really sure to be honest with you, which if he's there or not. Like, I, I don't know that yeah. he would give up that access. I, I don't know the ins and outs, but I know that they're doing a great job covering all Chicago it. sports. Yeah, White Sox coverage too with Herb Lawrence and. 
Like they got everything. They got the White Sox. They got the female basketball team. They got the Blackhawks. They got the Whitehawks. They got they they got a pretty good operation. Like I said, just within starting for a year, they're doing really well. As uh, CHGO was that started by Hodge and Carmen or Hogue, whatever his name is. Uh, Hogue, yeah, it was. I, the way Johns, that it feels, yeah. and I don't know if they've ever established it. It feels like Hogue. Well, uh, Olin Cruz was actually part of it too, if I remember correctly. Yeah, they started. had a blow up. But back when uh, that whole thing about him. Yeah, and, and I, I don't know the, the whole story, but it sounds like Olin Cruz was going to beat Adam's ass. Is what yeah, it sounds like, like. Came into the room and it was there was an altercation. That that's all I know. So he was actually so he was one of the bigger names helping him out when I started. And it sounds like they're cool, which is awesome. And it, and it's such a shame. I fucking love Olin Cruz's. I loved when he was on there. I love listening to him talk and like how, how knowledgeable it is. But he was one of the ones that got it kind of off the ground, and then obviously he was no longer part of it. But it it the whole thing kind of feels like an Adam Hogue kind of operation with everybody else chipping in as much as they can. It made like the way the, the story was leaked around that day is it Olin thought that Hogue was being condescending toward his viewpoints and was like basically saying he didn't know what he was talking about. So Olin was going to mm. beat the fucking shit out of Adam Hogue mm. and which I'm not making fun of because again, from Hogue's perspective, he's like, my God, like, I didn't mean anything by it. Like, what is he? Is he crazy? Like, and to Hoag's credit, he didn't press charges on him. No, Hoag wanted to do the show from what I understand. He he said Olin grabbed him by the fucking throat. It was right before a show, too. And I think he said he wanted to do the show. Um, So, you know, as professional as you could possibly be. Exactly. This is great. I had no idea we were going to get to this part of the talk of the show. But uh, Will DeWitt and Nicholas Moriano also uh, worked with Aldo on Barroom in the very, very early days. I did not if know that. y'all didn't know that, uh, Will uh-uh. DeWitt, uh, when it was NFC North Barroom. Oh. So before Bear, uh, Bears Barroom came, and then uh, I think uh, 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 Aldo picked up Shane and Phil, who were uh, in the chat room, I think, right, Danny? Weren't they chat room uh, dudes, Phil and uh, I Shane? I didn't come on board at all until 2018, so I, I don't right. know. All that precedes me. And Joey, Joey Mandel, and I were 2017. So uh, that sounds uh, right. Yep. And uh, Aaron Mikulski, you were probably 2018, 2019, right? Around there, yeah. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, close. I, I, uh, I, I was, I always thought that like Will and and Nick. Went from Chicago Audible and started CHGO, but I guess it's uh, Adam Hope that started it. I didn't know that. But, uh, good, good, great news for a great guy, uh, Greg Braggs, Greggy Sunshine, as I, I called him when, when he was on uh, when he was part of the bar room. Uh, right. Braggs in the stands, which Joe Mandel produced. It was Chai fans in the stands. Chai fans in the Chai stands. Fans. Okay, <laughs> right. Chai fans. Chai fans in the stands. Right. I thought of it. Right. Because I, I now or the after when Braggs left, it was called Braggs in the stands. Right. Correct. Okay. Right. All good right. stuff, though. Greg's a good dude. So happy for yeah, him. Yeah, Greg is a great guy. Yeah. I remember when we first met him, Joe. You and me and Aldo were down at training camp, and this big guy with these big blue eyes comes up and he's. He wanted to talk to Aldo, and he like pats me and Joe on the back, and he's like, "Hey, you know." And then he goes to talk, sits down with Aldo, Joe, and I. Kind of like, who the hell's this guy? <laughs> you know, yeah. we were watching uh, Bears training camp in Bourbonnet. Uh Yeah, he uh, he got me uh, a good ten minutes or more with Tom Waddle straight up, like on his show. The first like, it was one of the first ones he did after he left the bar room when it was just called Brags in the Stands, I think. Yeah, that's right. 
Yeah, so he got me uh, with Tom Waddle. Like I said, at least ten minutes or so, which was fun. Uh, so I want to, you know, wish him well uh, too, because Greg was always nice to me. I haven't heard from him in a really long uh, yeah. time, but yeah, I mean, uh, he uh, he's always on Twitter. He's got a, a remember when he, he uh, his Twitter account got suspended because he was uh, taking too many pictures of Bears training camp. Yeah, yeah, the brag <laughs> rule, the brag <laughs> rule. The Braggs rule. <laughs> right, exactly. Uh, I wonder if, uh, uh, Greg, if you're listening, Greg Sunshine, we love you. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I wonder how many people in the chat room knew that uh, Greg Braggs used to be part of the bar room, though. But uh, uh, all right, 10 o'clock. Dan Aguirre's got to go to work at 1030 unless he's off tonight. Unfortunately, I am not. So. All right. And how is work going? That's uh, same old, same old. I'm building up to one month from tonight. Uh, I got a festival in Ohio called Incarceration to go to. Uh, again, wow. I leave one month from tonight, so I got that to look forward to. Working a bunch mm-hmm. of overtime in the meantime uh, to enjoy myself for that three days of really, really good fucking metal. Man. Nice. That's the that's the concert coming up, right? Yeah, I'll send you a a screenshot if you want to. What? Uh, who's playing? That's what I'm saying. I'll send you a screenshot of it. Some of the uh, acts. I'm I'm working on it right now. Nice. Um, and what about any uh, new girlfriend or? No girlfriends. No girlfriends to no. tell you about. Nothing. Uh, I I it's can't like, uh, say that I, I I'm not saying I haven't gotten any or anything like that. I just don't, I don't have a girlfriend. Okay. But there's nothing really to share per se, except the screenshot for this concert, which I'm excited about. And All I'm right, just I gotta to drop you. that. Did you text that to me? I did. All right. Let me no sex life to talk about right now, but I am excited about nice. the show. Whoa, dude. All right, hold on. I gotta I'm gonna drop this up into the computer. Do it. And then load it up into the old uh it's like just so slow. I mean, even though it's airdrop, it's like it takes a while for them Size, to talk. While you're doing that too, it's, uh, Vegas yeah. won the Stanley Cup. All right, so someone new. So we what was have the final a, score on that one? Uh, the final score on the Stanley Cup. I just had it in front of me, and now it's nine to three. Oh my god! <laughs> man, Damn, nine to three, dude. man. I thought you had told me twelve goals. I'd never believed you. Uh, and they won the first Stanley Cup at home on the Las Vegas Strip. That city's going nuts tonight. Oh shit! Wow. Uh, I any, wish I uh, was in Vegas right now. Yeah, I was just going to ask you, any trip to uh, Vegas coming up? Uh, I don't have any Vegas trips coming up. Um, I'm going to take off that, that graphic while we talk. Yeah. Um, um, no Vegas trips, but I did talk with Vinny yesterday. We're going to try to go see a Golden Knights game next year. Okay. That's my high school's uh, name, the Golden Knights. I love that name. I didn't know there was a Golden Knights in hockey until tonight because I'm not an NHL kind of guy. Yeah, they had the Las Vegas Golden Knights. It was their sixth year as a franchise, and they won a Stanley Cup. Wow, that's awesome. Against another team that was has never won a cup either, the Florida Panthers. So either way, you were going to have a new cup champion that never had a cup. Guaranteed. It's exciting. Right. I like when that shit happens. Here's the, Incarceration. the lineup. Lip Biscuit, Pantera. Man, I love to see Pantera. And Des Moines, Des Moines' own Slipknot. Aaron? Yeah. 
bitch, you want me to run, run down some of these? Uh, I got I was fortunate enough to see yeah. Pantera in their original with Dimebag and Venny back yeah. in 01 with Slayer and oh, Static nice. X. Nice. So, yeah. So for me, it'll be my second Pantera show. Be like my 10th or 11th Slipknot, 10th or 11th Lamb of God, third Limp Biscuit. Like I really want to see Cold Chamber. That was one of my favorite bands in the late 90s and they broke up and are back together now. I like Bush a lot on, on Pussies and the band. So I can say that. I know you like Bush. <laughs> Right, but I always am down to see Bush. Uh, I've seen In This Moment a lot, too, because my ex-wife loved them, and I've met Maria Brink as a result of that. And yeah, uh, Hatebreed. I haven't seen Hatebreed since 2009, so I'm looking Dude, forward to that. I haven't heard too. of Hatebreed. <laughs> You've never heard awesome. of Hatebreed? I haven't heard them since then. It's I, oh. I've fucking seen Hatebreed like six times. But Okay, yeah, cool, it's yeah. Minute, dude. Do you like uh, now, Slipknot? Oh, I love Slipknot. Absolutely. They're, uh, they're from Des Moines. I know. Now, yeah. my friend Jeremy is going to want us to watch Megadeth, and I just don't like Megadeth, so I'm probably going to go from Bush no. to Slipknot. So I got to tell you, uh, when I was in high school and in junior college, uh, I loved that album Rain and Blood, <laughs> Slayer. Slayer, like, yeah. So fucking good. And I'll be like, well, I've been listening to this, so I'm like, am I going to hell? Fuck. Because it was so heavy, man. It was so, you know, just like... You know, it's like hammers and you know, fucking really. So many album. people hate Limp Biscuit, and I like I like Limp Biscuit. I don't give a fuck <laughs> if it makes me look soft to somebody or whatever. But it's always yeah. fun. I always have a good time in a Limp Biscuit show. I think that album was like 1988, Rain and Blood. What Rain and Blood's 86. 88, 88 was South of Heaven. Okay. 80, yeah, 86 uh, Rain and Blood, 88 South of Heaven. So that, like I said, high, high, 86 senior year of high school for me. 88 was like I graduated from junior college. Uh, but, that's the uh, year I was I, born, Tooch. <laughs> I know, that's why you're my radio yeah. son. 88, same here. <laughs> well, I was born in 80, John, so God damn it. Nice. I had the Slayer <laughs> cassette tape when they were just born. I was learning my way. I was learning my way. <laughs> At six years old, Dan's uh, family got him uh, rain and blood for his birthday. No, I didn't get them probably till about 89 or so because, okay. like, my first, like, my sister, like, metal so she was five years older than me born in 75 yeah. and got me into like i loved the metallica and justice for all cassette tape i just oh, yeah. wore it out Hell so yeah. there was a couple of guys that were trying to fuck my sisters back then i didn't realize that at the time but they were like hey so if you like metallica you should you'll really like slayer you know and i was like i really like slayer you're right so uh, but mm. th it was just from a couple of dudes that were like yeah if you like injustice for all you're gonna really like this so. Yeah, man. I remember uh, 83, I think, was uh, uh, Kill 'em All, Metallica. And I, remember I just don't, I, I have to confess, I don't like Metallica as people. Like, th there's footage of James Hetfield, like, mocking Kurt Cobain as soon as he died, saying, like, what color were Kurt's eyes? What blue? Because one blew this way and one blew that way. And it's like, why would you say yeah, that? And, and then time, it's like, how long ago was that? How old was he? Well, like, I, I could, I can, I'm just saying that they've always been bad guys. Is what I'm saying. Lars yeah. with Napster and the way they forced Jason Newstead out of the band. They, they, they had a three-way deal. And first off, why wouldn't, how would Metallica react if I, if I mock Cliff Burton dying? You know I mean? They're yeah, always yeah. Like, oh, Cliff, Cliff them all, Cliff them all. But they brought Jason Newstead into the band. And even so though he Megadeth, was there from like, right? From like 87 on, 
He was their base player replacing Cliff Burton, but they didn't. He didn't even have a deal to where he was getting paid anything like they were getting paid. So yeah, initially, he joined another band in like 2002. They they swapped with Ozzy, did they? Because basically, Jason went to work for Ozzy because Ro, uh, Robert Fajia was working for Ozzy. They no, he quit, quit, man. He, he uh, quit. well, they, I thought they swapped them. Basically, he quit One because of, of Headfield. James Headfield gave him an ultimatum. Like they, like he just. This is available on YouTube. I'm not making. I'm quoting no, Jason Newstead myself. Yeah, Newstead said that he was he needed money, so he joined another band, and he was going to be the front piece of them, or at least you know because he had notoriety. And James Hetfield came up to him and said, "So are you guys going to be selling shirts and shit?" And he was like, "Well, yeah, we hope." He's like, "Well, that's that doesn't work. If you're a Metallica, you're a Metallica. You can't do any other work." So he was like, "You're giving me an ultimatum." And James was like, yes. So he said, well, fuck it. I'm leaving then. Mm-hmm. And he stood wow. on principle and told him to go fuck himself because he had been with them over a decade and still wasn't getting paid what the rest of the band was getting paid. Oh, yeah. Yeah, man. I just think they're, they're fucking assholes, man. Like, I don't want to like their music, but they're talented. And I do like a lot of it. There's a lot of yeah. their shit that I don't like, but I I don't want to like them, but they're good. And and was I don't like Dave Mustaine either. I don't like Dave Mustaine either. He, of course, he's still bitching about getting fired from Metallica forty years right. later. Was that uh, that was their first album too, right? Uh, Kill them all. Yes. Yeah, and I remember when that album came puppets. out, man. I'd never heard anything like it. I was like, "Whoa, this is, really is hard," you know. Same with like the Slayer uh, Rain and Blood album, man. Uh, like I said, I thought I was going to hell after I listened to that one, Danny. <laughs> My mortal soul was doomed. <laughs> I never believed in hell, so. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, all right. Uh, so, uh, Slayer, we talked some Slayer, we talked some Metallica. Uh, man, I remember, uh, when I was 16 years old, there used to be this metalhead that I worked with, uh, at the grocery store in Naperville. <laughs> so, like, his name was Dave Zabosnik, and he was like a big old metalhead. He played this band called Man of War. Man of War, fuck know. yeah. Man, he played the song, he played, oh, I forget the name of the song, but it was like the lyrics were oh, burning, death, destruction, raping the daughters and wives. In blood, I take my payment. In full mm-hmm. with their lives. I can't remember the name of it, but I saw him sing that with him in the bottle shed at the at the grocery store. But I can't remember the nice. name of that song. It was freaking killer. <laughs> uh, Man of War. I wonder if they're still uh, playing jobs. <laughs> kind mm-hmm. of like hey, Hail and Kill, Tooch. Does that sound familiar? <laughs> Is that the name of the album? The the album's called Kings of Metal. Kings of Metal. I can't. I don't know if that was the name of the. Of the one, uh, it came out in '88. Uh, could have been, you uh, know, this would have been before then because, uh, I was this would have been like '84 is when I was working at the grocery store. So maybe Battle first... Hymns does that sound Battle like Hymns? That's it, Battle Hymns. Like, what's this number to the second song on Battle Hymns? First or second song? What was the what was the uh, name on the oh. called Battle Hymns? Is there a track listing? <laughs> Hang on. Uh, metal Metal Days, it's called. Metal Days? What about the second song? Dark Avenger? Dark Avenger, that's it. Dark Avenger by Man of War. That's they got the best lyrics. Hilarious. Uh, does Dan know Man of War? I do not. Oh, okay. You'll have to listen to that. Dark Avenger by Man of War. Tonight when you're uh, working. <laughs> Play that one. Any, uh, any weird tales from... Uh, uh, work nine one one. Recently, God, 
Not really, huh? Not recently. I mean, I could conjure up stories from from my my tenure easily, but nothing specific in the, in the past. Uh, recently, I mean, right? Like I remember this is yes. absolutely true. A guy calls in, swear to you, he's like, "Yeah, my dad is. Uh, he's acting crazy, man. He's uh, he's he's threatening and again." This guy's saying this deadpan. Like, it's like what he's saying is the most rational thing you've ever heard. It's like, he's like, yes, yeah, so my dad is so mad. I'm not really sure why he's that mad at me. I mean, okay, I came on his shirt, but it's not that big of a deal. And this is a grown man, by the way, not a teenager. He's like, so I, was, I came to his house and I was jacking off and I came on his shirt and now he wants to fight me. I need the police. I mean, really, who, who, who? everything about that's hilarious. Yeah, exactly. That's I swear on my mother, mother's grave. That's a true story. It's just right. another day in West Virginia. Right? I mean, no one, no, <laughs> exactly. no one likes no, no one likes to come on their shirt, especially when it's their yeah. son or anybody else has come for that matter. Yeah, <laughs> this is true. Or any come like, period. Could you imagine being at work and was stain. like, "Oh shit, I came on my shirt and I didn't notice it." <laughs> like, you, you'd be mortified, right? The movie. Uh, <laughs> The movie This Is the End. Did you guys see that movie with uh I did because of you. What's that guy's name? Danny, the, the actor who played uh Kenny Powers. Oh yeah. Danny McBride. Danny McBride, he's like, I came all over this place. It was like John he, wrote, <laughs> he was one of the writers of the last Halloween trilogy, actually. <laughs> no shit. Wow. Yeah. yeah. You know, well, like he was like company, and he that same company that, that same company that brought back those Halloween films uh, are pushing out three sequels to the exorcist beginning in October. Wow. Nice. Jesus Christ. Danny Stephen me says that call was confidential. Dan between. You and <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> Hilarious. Yeah. Like the, something uh, about Mary. This, everyone, uh, everyone in this is end hated Danny because he was jerking off with the, uh, James Franco's Hustler magazine or Penthouse or whatever it was. He was like, yeah. I, I came all over this. I come all over you. Pages are sticking that together. Movie, pound for pound, that movie is one of the funniest movies I've seen in a long time. God, did you see, have you seen the show yet with Johnny Depp's daughter in The Weeknd? Uh-uh. I, I heard it sucks. Oh, man, they really simulated her sucking his dick, like, and it sounded just like it. I mean, oh. obviously, they could have taken the audio from a porn but yep. she was like choking and slobbering on it and everything. Like it, uh, well, I thought the second not, I'm episode, definitely not watching it now. <laughs> I thought the second episode was much better than the first one though. So we're, we're, uh, might as well, uh, talk some TV. Uh, uh anybody, oh, yeah. uh, watching anything good? Cause, uh, you know. we're putting the band back together. Yeah. Right. yeah. A little, uh, uh, Danny watching anything good. I, I'm, I guess I watched the first two episodes of the show, the idol, which I just referenced. And I'm okay. watching Seth Rogen's show on Apple plus called platonic. Mm. Uh, again, if you like Seth Rogen, you'll enjoy the show. It's his, it's, it's, it's Seth, man. It's the same kind of, you could yeah. say he's one dimensional in some areas in that regard, but mm -hmm. if you like his humor, the show's good. Beyond that, I've been watching just a plethora of old bears games because uh, Ron, uh who was nice. supposed to join us yeah. said he was, he was jet lagged from, he just came back from Europe and just didn't fill up to it. Ron, Ron, so I, understandable. I've been recording games for Ron. Literally. Nice. He wanted 80 games. Which Ron? Yeah. 
Eight zero. So I've made sixty five of them or so in the last month or so. I'm working my wow, way up man. to finish them for him. Nice. And then he's supposed to hook me and Aldo up with Bears Raiders tickets, third third row for free. So are we talking nice. about Ron Rupp now? No, his last about? name starts with an M. Uh I forget. I always forget his last name. I don't mean any disrespect. Uh let's see. I'm looking at uh it's spelled M I L A Z Z O. Malazzo? No. Okay. All he right. still says he's going to join us at some point. It just today didn't work out. He owns a restaurant, and and uh, from talking to him, Ron grew up, you know, in the area, and nice. had to move to Wisconsin when he was like sixteen or something. So he's been oh. surrounded by Packer fascists for the last oh. thirty years. Sounds fun. Yeah, stuck while around Green Bay fans, but he's still he's they're a season ticket holder though uh, at Soldier Field. So and they're in the and, third uh, row. What's uh what's his restaurant called? I should have asked him that, but it's in Wisconsin. So I, I'll Wisconsin. never be there unless for some reason I'm with him at a Bears Packers yeah. game up there because I don't want to go to Wisconsin. No disrespect to the people <laughs> there, but and any uh movies? Uh, I still yeah. want to watch that one if you all can tell me if it's any good. The one that we like from Euphoria that has the big tits to play Cassie. Ooh, I love her. But oh, on HBO. Yeah, I, she's got HBO a movie Max. where she, where she she's carries soldier, the film. Right? I forget what it's called. It, they just dropped it when Max came out, like versus HBO Max. Yeah, she's the lead star in it. Uh, I can't mm. remember what it's called. I haven't seen it. I'm going to watch it just for her breast, though. I'm going to be completely real with you. Yes. Yep. Uh, I have it right here. Reason. The name of the film is uh, Reality. Yeah, that's it. I was going to say Revenge. Sydney Sweeney is that her name? Yeah, something Sweeney. She's it's so based, beautiful. It's based on yeah. the FBI interrogation transcript of an American intelligence leaker, and uh, basically, oh, Reality Winner. Yes. Yeah the the girl's name was Reality Winner who uh, leaked the uh, uh, top secret information and is in jail yep. now, I believe. Yeah, and Reality that's, Winner. That's okay. her. That's who she plays. So it, it looks good. Wow. Uh, I'm gonna have right. to watch that. Joey Mandel. What'd you see you recently? I uh, I saw in the movie theater. Uh, you guys are familiar with Burt Kreischer? Oh yeah, I saw, I saw, the, I saw the machine. Nice dude, how was that? Uh, uh, stand-up comedian. If you guys aren't familiar, okay. Burt Kreischer's got a stand-up routine called The Machine. It's about how when he was in high school, he went on a trip to Europe and got involved with the Russian mob. It's a hilarious story. If you haven't li- listened True to it, story. oh nice. That's where he got to start actually. Before he was like even halfway famous. Um, he was kind of friends with Joe Rogan. And so like on the super, super, super early of the Joe Rogan podcast, Joe's like, you get Bert, you got to tell the story. And he's like, I'm not going to tell a story. Nobody's going to fucking believe me. And Joe Rogan's like, you have to tell the story. So he, on the Joe Rogan podcast, he tells the story about the machine where I think it was actually in college. Um, and he <laughs> not official official joins the Russian mob and him to get into hijinks with them. Um, that's how he got his like big blow up start, and everybody yeah. loved it. So, like every single time he's live, they he has to tell the machine story. And this movie is a like it's about like current day Burt Kreischer and how the Russian mob comes back to get him oh. at his daughter's birthday party. <laughs> that's and hilarious. They, they, and they kidnap his dad as well, who's played by Mark Hamill in the yeah. movie. Uh, and there's lots of guns and violence and getting shot and hilarity. It was really good. Very uh, cool. It's it's worth a good good laugh. I mean, is it the greatest movie you've ever seen? No, but it's it was a good time. So I enjoyed that. Uh, Tooch just fell off, and so that's all good. But 
Uh, I also recently are watching, and, and Dan, you have Apple TV Plus, you were mentioning. Uh, I don't know if you've watched Shrinkage on Apple TV Plus. Uh, it's got Jason Siegel and Harrison I love Ford. from forgetting Sarah Marshall. Yeah. Yeah. And basically, that they all, him and Harrison Ford play psychiatrists, and it's just kind of about their life. And basically, Jason Siegel's wife had passed not that long ago, and he's trying to get back into favor with his daughter. And he's finally starting to tell people what he really thinks as a therapist, like, you know, kind of going off the hinge, like you should leave your husband. You should, you know, do this, do that. It's a really, really funny show. Uh, it's got, it's a dramedy, but it's got a lot of good, funny humor in it. Uh, the, the, what's that called again? It's called shrinkage. I think I would, I would watch it. I like Jason Siegel a lot. I kind of didn't know where he went. You would like it, Dan. If you like Jason Siegel, it's really, really good. I do. I, um, I don't really like a lot of network TV, but I even caught myself watching that How I Met Your Mother show sometimes just because he was on it. Yeah, it's it's excellent. Highly, highly recommend. I don't have a lot of a spare time for shows right now, but I will, I will probably check that out then. Like I said, I only added Apple TV for the uh, Seth Rogen show. It's called mm-hmm. Platonic. That's the reason I added it. And I don't plan on keeping it that much longer. But again, I would watch the Jason Siegel show too. So I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. So you'll you'll enjoy it, Dan. So uh, he said shrinkage. It's a pun, according to Cliff. <laughs> I'm not sure um, what happened to John, but he 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 said that Streamyard crash, and I said no, we're on. Yeah, he, he's, <laughs> he's for you too. He's texting me. He's like, uh, did it crash? I'm like, no, we're still on the air. Uh, maybe mm-hmm. Tucci's internet just crashed. Yeah, maybe, but uh, um, that's that's some stuff I watched. Uh, Aaron, anything new with you? Uh, but, but, but we finished season nine of the blacklist, and I this man loves the blacklist. <laughs> I, I, yeah, man, I fucking love that show. Um, we I don't know where to watch it. Season 10, I think at this point, it's maybe three episodes out from finishing this last season, and it's like you can buy the last season for $30. I'm like, I'm not gonna spend $30 on something I'm gonna watch once. Um, but we watched the black fucking phenomenal show like Dan said. I, it's it's awesome show. I can't get enough of it. Um, but the other night we watched the movie Plane with Gerard Butler and Michael Coulter. And yeah. anything Gerard Butler's in, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna give it a shot. And it's a fucking ton of fun. It's a really good movie. So basically, the whole premise of the movie is this he's you know, obviously a pilot, he's got a skeleton crew and just a, f- a handful of passengers, and there's a uh, Michael Coulter plays a a convict that they're transporting and then the plane gets struck by lightning and goes down in, in an island. And I think in the Philippines, that isn't government run rather. It's just like a bunch of different militias. So they get kidnapped and Michael Coulter and Gerard Butler have to save the day. And it's, it's so good. It's, it's, it's Dude, a lot of fun. This sounds like the most uh, Gerard Butler movie ever. Yeah. Yeah. Basically it's uh, you know, the nice thing about it is, is I don't think he wasn't military. Um, He was, but he's just a pilot, but like Michael Coulter was like the dude. So like, obviously there, yes, there's two. If, if Gerard Butler's in it, he's going to be the, one of the badasses. but I thought it was a ton of fun. We had a, a, a Amazon web services, like whatever trouble in Iowa today. So I don't know if that's had something to do with it, no. uh, but uh, I do have Google fiber. I don't know, maybe some, there, but uh, booted me off and I couldn't reconnect to StreamYard. Well, but Danny's fine. getting ready to go. Where, uh, what did I miss? <laughs> I was, I talked a little bit about Shrinkage on Apple TV Plus, okay. which is an excellent show. Is that Danny uh, Harrison to, Ford? 
Harrison Ford, Jason Siegel, good stuff. Oh, nice. Love Jason Siegel. Uh, yeah. Aaron talked about a new Gerard Butler movie called Plane, where he basically takes on a whole yeah. militia by himself. Yeah, that was <laughs> Michael good. Coulter. Saw that. Yeah. Michael Coulter, yeah. Yeah. Uh, That's where we are. Right on. Uh, I watched the newest Avatar, and I didn't like it. Um, I have to be careful what I say because my wife's a huge fan. It's literally the same movie as the other one, just a different setting and different characters. Yeah, they just delayed the next three after today. I don't know if you saw that. No, I didn't. Well, because it's, it's Disney, isn't it? Is it Disney? Yeah. It's Disney. Disney's it delayed fucking everything because Disney's in hot water. Well, they got delayed. All the Marvel movies got pushed back. Yeah, because Marvel got... fucking sucks. And Star All Wars writer, fucking write, sucks. And anything and the writer's strike strike why, are they, sucks. why do they push everything back? I don't know. Yeah. I'm sure the writer's strike has something because to do with it. Because they've lost like. 2.4 billion or million subscribers right. at the end of last year, they're hemorrhaging money. Literally, yeah, after what's articles, the story? Uh, it's the writer's people, strike. It's got to be the writer's strike. No, it wasn't. Their content is shit. Like everything they're putting out anymore, nobody wants to watch it anymore. Like I know a bunch of people, myself included, Marvel fans, That's like I'm not it, watching yeah. any of this garbage. It just seems like people are, aren't into whatever oh, Disney's putting out anymore. The, so the new Guardians was fantastic. I saw that. I yes, but that. that was old guard though. That was James Gunn. I, I loved that movie. I thought it was great. I gotta see that. I'm dying. To see. I saw the Ant Man and the Wasp three. That was awful. Uh, although it did have Bill Murray either. in it. <laughs> it's like a surprise. He had a cameo, Bill Murray, uh, playing an alien. Kind of yeah, funny. It, Marvel's, <laughs> and you know what the nice thing about it, we've—I think we've talked about it, or at least I've talked about it—is is after Endgame, I'm like, okay, that's it. I don't need any more of it. It's anything after this that I enjoy is a bonus, and it just everything, almost everything. Spider-Man was good. Um, the whatever Guardians was good, but I mean, like aside from that, man, Marvel is just crap. It's just the way that they've taken the studio, the studios, the different characters they're doing, and like trying to push this other stuff. It's just like it's. It's all, it's just sucks. Marvel just sucks. Anymore. Well, okay, let me say Disney Marvel. Because when Marvel was Marvel, Marvel was the shit. Obviously, box office blowing up everywhere, billions of dollars in records. But then Disney got their hands on it. It's like, okay, well, they're old characters. We're going to make them seem stupid. We're going to push these other characters. No, we, got the, we got the Flash coming out this weekend. I'm actually going to see that on Sunday. We're taking my father-in-law to see it. Wow. So he wanted to go see it. So we'd go see it. Has anybody been watching Silo on Apple TV? I've heard it's excellent. I've not. I've never heard of it. It's really good. Really enjoyed Rebecca it, Ferguson, but right? Not for everybody. Yeah. Um, and then uh, my wife had never seen a movie called The Gray with Liam Neeson. A good movie. Like, Anything with uh, Liam Neeson in it's good, though. Yeah, that was excellent, man. It's almost that a perfect taken movie, films. Man. Yes, it, taken. It, Danny, did you see The Gray? I, I didn't, but I okay. like some of Liam Neeson's older work when he started becoming like Taken. the tough guy. That's like I've I've got a special set of skill. Like uh, he's a caricature of a mm-hmm. caricature. Can, can, now. can you please let me do that speech as Kermit the Frog right now because I really want to. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on, listen. I have a very particular set of skills. Um, uh, I don't. I will find you and I will kill you. Hmm. Please, please give me some Kermit hitting on Miss Piggy. Hmm. Hey, oh, hi, Miss Piggy. Look at that fat ass. <laughs> hey, oh. On that note, gentlemen, I have to go. It's been my pleasure talking with you all. It, you like too, you man. said, a reunion yeah, thing that was cool. Check out uh, the gray if you get a chance. You're going to really enjoy it. All right. But like I said, if you all would ever want to do the other show again, I'm open yep. to it. Yes, sir. That'd be dope. And it was Sounds great well talking, planned, everybody, brother. for real. Nice, nice catching up, man. Take it easy, dude. Yes, sir, I hope to meet you in October. 
I will. I will be there. I'll have nice. a picture with you then. I yes. will drive out. I'll have another one with you, Tooch. <laughs> All right. Danny, I think we've had like two or three photos together now, but I'll yeah. take another one. All right. All right, Joe. Have a good one. Good night. See you uh, too, Dan. Thank you. Fellas, before we get out of here, any uh, thing you want, want to say? Shout out any uh, uh, recommendation, uh, Aaron Mikulski? Um, No recommendations, honestly. Just shout out to uh, Barkeep. Hope he's doing well. I've talked to him in a little bit, but seems like he's you know, hopefully take the night off to recuperate or whatever. I'm happy to be with you guys, but yeah, shout out to the Barkeep. All right. And, uh, Joe Mandel, you know, uh, uh, all those uh, uh, recent. Uh, uh, Yes, I'm aware. Okay. I'm, I'm, yep. I'm always wishing him well, and I know yep. he's. He can take some time off here and there. It's all good, and the man needs to enjoy the fruits of his labor, his grandchild, his grandchild, all that fun stuff. And before we leave, we got to talk a little St. Joe's. Okay, like, how, sure. Are you enjoying it there? Like when I went there, it was nice. It was I love it. We went to. Uh, I want to. I want to. It's it's like a chocolate shop, ice cream, uh, shop, a famous. Yeah, there's begins a bunch with, of them downtown St. Joe. Yeah, but it's like if they have like Hershey's ice cream and stuff. I forget the name of the like famous shop. It's not far from the lakefront. Um, God, uh, Kilwins? Kilwins, you're talking about? They make fudge and stuff there. Yeah, you're probably talking about Kilwins. It's probably Kilwins. They got like, you know, a little ice cream counter. You could sit inside in little chairs, you yeah, know, or talking sit about outside. Kilwins. Kilwins. It's like on a side street kind of. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And then there's around the corner, there's like the main strip of uh, exactly. shops and restaurants and stuff. Okay. So Kilwins, that's where I went when I was there. Uh, you can go down the love, stairs to the water. Yeah. Love that area. Yeah. How, how are you liking it? You like going, having, uh, uh, being on the lake? I love it, man. I'm about 10 minutes away from the water, you know? Nice. Yep. It's a gorgeous area. Got a little I, uh, beach, uh, beach area there to take, uh, take the Oh, kiddo. it's a beautiful beach, Silver Beach by, uh, in St. Joe. It's right. gorgeous. And how old is your daughter now? Uh, she's almost a year and a half. Wow. Very cool. Very she's cool, walking, yeah. talking, running all over the place. It's, it's awesome. Right. I just had, uh, one of mine just turned seven, waiting, uh, for the other one to turn five on July 7th. So uh got some birthdays coming up and stuff. My wife's God birthday is this man. weekend. Got to shout out the wife. Uh Mida will be uh Happy uh, birthday, Mida. She's got to share her birthday with Father's Day, unfortunately. Sorry, baby. <laughs> but, she'll, be, uh, she'll be 27 years old this year. Right. <laughs> right. And uh I don't know, we're gonna do something special, I think, uh uh going out here. I know uh I don't know if Aaron Aaron knows uh steak de burgo, it's like an Iowa thing dish. Mm-hmm. Probably nope. Des Moines thing. Dish was invented here. No, I haven't heard of it's, that. One. It's like uh, filet mignon with like a garlic butter and uh, a mushroom and cream sauce. Uh, a famous uh, local dish. I haven't had. I've lived here for four years now. But uh, you'll be uh, giving your wife a dish with cream, though. On- yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Give it a band. to keep it rolling. <laughs> My wife. Sorry, right, man. Like, you uh, set yourself up for that one. Sorry. She's leaving for work soon here, but. Uh, she was like, "Hey, honey, do you think we uh, for my birthday we get a hotel room? Because you know the kids are always around. It's like really hard to you know have some boom boom, <laughs> you know, and stuff." Yeah, and so like, like if your if your wife texts you, like, how would you answer? And I had to answer with a gift, Joe. <laughs> of course, you know, I'm like <laughs> that way, my little kid. I want to shout out uh, Joey Mandel for my radio song.
my radio uh, son for coming back on yeah, a uh, visit. I'm happy to thanks for instead extending the invite, man. I had a good time. Fun stuff. Yeah, it was fun. Aaron Mikulski for jumping in last minute because uh, help, barkeeper man. couldn't make it today. Uh, I was coming back. I had a I had a, 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 a last week off, so I had some bare state of affairs material saved up. You know, of course, stadium battles uh, raging in the news and whatnot. Joe, it's four nothing now. Dodgers over the White Sox. Um, yeah. Before we get out of here, real quick, White Sox question: Buyers or sellers at the trade deadline? Sell, but the division sucks so bad. I mean, if they get the right offer, they right. might be able to. They might be right. able to have a shot, but. Yeah, uh, like they did get the good news back about Liam Hendricks today, though. Uh, the elbow inflammation is there's no structural damage, which is good news. Yeah, yeah, great um, guy too, Liam Hendricks. Um, and of course, great story, come back from cancer and playing. Great so, story as well. Um, um, but the, they should trade Tim Anderson. We're almost to the All Star break. Any picks for the World Series this year? Um. Yeah, I do. Uh, it's probably not an exciting pick for anybody, but uh, two teams, AL and NL. Uh, NL, you know what? I'm going to throw it up. I'm just going to go crazy here. I, I'm going to go with. <laughs> I think I think the Tampa Bay Rays are good enough to get there, so I'm going to yeah, go. AL, I'm sure. going to go Tampa Bay in the AL and National League. Hmm. I'm not going Dodgers, that's for sure. I just don't see it happening. <laughs> I'm going to go with the Braves. Got to be the Braves at that pitching staff. That'd be but I'll tell you pick. what, the, Mar- the Marlins are a sleeper team, though. They're really good. They are. They're hot right now. Um, you got you to gotta look at the Tampa Bay Rays. But, man, I'll tell you, two teams that have been surprising, actually three teams have been surprising in the majors, the Diamondbacks. The Rangers and the Orioles. Man, those teams are clobbering the hell out the, of the, the Orioles are one of the – I wanted to say the Orioles so bad in the World Series. I just but don't think – their starting pitching is terrible. Their starting pitching is terrible. Bullpen is decent, though, but uh, – Well, you uh, know, their, their trade deadline could change that, too. So Yeah, very true. Very true. Man, it's going to be exciting. Just, uh, go ahead. I just want to take the moment real quick while we're talking baseball to uh, – to do a, a shameless promo for our South Burbs Hitmen show coming <laughs> right. up on Monday. Uh, yeah. I don't know if you're familiar, Tooch. I don't know if you've seen across Major League Baseball the, all the stories about the eye pitch machine. I'm not sure if you've seen anything mm-hmm. about it. No, uh, a lot of ball a lot of ball clubs are using a new machine called the eye wow. pitch. It's really it's really smart. It can throw all the different pitches. You can you can Phenomenal. have it go to your cold zones to your hot zones. You can work on pitches that you're not good at. You can set it to random. Um, you got the inventor of the of the eye pitch machine coming on. We have the president of Spinball Sports coming on the Fucking show a. next week to talk wow. about the eye pitch. Uh, South Burbs Hitmen Monday night here on the Ballroom yeah. Network, eight what, p.m. What, Central. Cool. Uh, man, I would have loved to have had that when I was coaching Little League. <laughs> it would have been awesome. This way, till you look at the price of the machine, Tuch, you right. have, you would, like, none of us would have had one. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's I'm really excited to have have him on the show and. Very cool. uh, there's been some hot takes in. across baseball, like Ozzie Guillen ripped guys that use it. I don't understand the whole thought process behind ripping guys because they're just trying to get better. But right. you know, why not use technology to to better your game? But uh, anyway, if you want to learn more about the eye pitch, t- tune into South Burbs Hitman Monday night, 8 p.m. Central. Very cool. Uh, we man. talk 
White Sox baseball all year long. And of course, Tooch will be back talking fantasy football That's it. every Sunday. Fantasy football goon coming up here uh, probably late August. Right on. Uh, all right. Fantasy football. If anybody likes fantasy football, you know, we gave out tons of winners last last year, man. Yes, we did. Uh, every weekend. Um, and Aaron Mikulski, thanks again for joining us, man. Love having thanks you. Thanks for having uh, me. And thank you for taking me to that awesome restaurant in Castle Bluffs when I went out to see you. Best wings you bet, in the man. world, man, I'm telling you. Uh, all right. Uh, let's get out of here, friends. What do you say, Joey? Absolutely. We'll get out of I here, gotta, Aaron. Uh, real quick, just wanted to say, Aaron, pleasure hanging out with you again, man. And me too, uh, man. We'll have to hook cool up to and play some Diablo 4 on PS5. That sounds man, dope. Nice. Absolutely. Excellent. All right. For everyone here and all the barflies and all the Gondia. Want to say goodnight. We'll see you back next Tuesday. Thanks.